0: What's up guys? Welcome back to Grinom Podcast. Today we have an international rugby league player, a lawyer, a philosopher, a beast of a human, a new but good friend, Robert Tuliatu. Now let's get into it and enjoy.
1: I wasn't actually Supposed to be on it We drove up From London to Bradford To be yeah. on it And I was just Chatting with the guys One of the guys Was the like former Captain of the English rugby league Team Leon Price And I was telling Them about I was playing For London Scholars And we were doing Pretty well Yeah, And they brought us up Because normally Our London team Is terrible they, all, they usually Don't do very well And it, we didn't End up doing Anyway, At that, that point, we're doing pretty well, and they brought up one of my mates, and I just drove him out Yeah. And then I was telling them all about the, the problems with rugby league in Greece. Yeah. And then my mate finished the podcast, and then they got up, and then he was like, "All right, let's get him mic'd up, and we'll get him sit down, and we'll, we'll get you to tell your story." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what are we doing?" I was like, what, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Yeah, I want, I want that on the, he's like, I want that on the podcast. We're gonna get you down here. You're gonna tell us all about that." And I was like, oh, okay, I look like a, a mess. I have a A-card <laughs> or whatever. It's like thousands of people see this thing. But I was like, yeah, yeah, sweet. So that was the first time I did it. But that time, obviously, didn't know the people. Yeah. Because now we've mm-hmm. actually got, yeah. yeah, we've actually got history. So it'll be at like a heaps different much more chill vibe because yeah. I was very like... You were very antsy, very uptight. Yeah, and I was talking about things like to the rugby league community, about rugby league. Rugby league fans are not always the most, Yeah, you know. <laughs> They're not the most inviting at times. Exactly. They can be a little bit toxic sometimes. I was like, I don't know what kind of vibes I'm putting out there, <laughs> but I'm just going to try and tread this real safe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, obviously, you've mentioned you played for very How'd that happen? How do you get into that? Because obviously you live in Australia. Yes. You grew, grew up here.
1: It's actually a, uh, all my like interactions with the Greek rugby league team have been a mess and they've been hilarious. But um, the first time I tried to get in contact with the Greek rugby league team, they were in the middle of just this massive shamble. And <laughs> I, had no, I had no idea about it. Um, but just for like a little bit of context, Greek, like rugby league basically got banned in Greece. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so you wow. go so you go back to when it started, yeah. and like the current coach of the Kennery Bulldogs, yeah, he's a, he's a Greek, Stigio Jalis and him and a bunch of other guys went to go set it up in Greece, and they're doing really well, qualifying for the World Cup, all this and that, like maybe like eight years ago, and then this politician got involved, and he was like, "I'm gonna come and help you guys, we'll get fields, and blah blah blah," and everything was nice for a little bit, and then he started stealing money from the RFL so this, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the most Greek story ever like yeah. this is like around the time that Greek went back Greece went bankrupt <laughs> and everything I was going to say <laughs> I bet this politician is corrupt as shit he was yeah. so corrupt so they were originally supposed to play three games and they were supposed to fly around to like Spain and stuff yeah. man ended up playing one game in Greece and he kept the rest of the
0: money oh <laughs> no, we've run out of money yeah and
1: that's literally what he said and the, and the rugby football league was like what do you mean you've run out of like they did a big thing and yeah. he ended up like regularly got banned and then they had these two separate entities and it was this politician who'd set up a Greek federation and then the guys who'd originally set it up yeah. who weren't recognised because this politician had kicked them all out and said well yeah, you're not going to be involved
0: obviously, obviously he's going to take the one that's recognised and whatnot
1: Exactly. So he basically, like, they'd all work together to get it set up, and then he kicked them out. <laughs> and he's like, I own this now, I have all the money. And they just kind of were like, well, there's nothing we can do. And then once he got banned, they were like, okay, let's get the next federation set up. And that was when I tried to make contact with them. So yeah. I didn't know that there were two separate... <laughs> <talk> to them. <laughs> So I was talking to the corrupt politician, <laughs> thinking, "Oh my god, I'm going to make my debut for Greece." So I sent him an email through and I was like, "Hey, my name's Robert Tulliatu. That name doesn't sound very Greek, but I'm Greek. My yeah. mom's half Greek." And um, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, sweet. We'll get you over. We're going to play a game against Italy." And I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." And,
0: international rugby league.
1: Yeah, and there were warning signs before I went. I was playing at Wyong, and there were two boys there who played for Italy.
0: Yeah.
1: And I go to them, hey, I'm I'm playing you guys in a couple of weeks. And they're like, what? We must have been dropped from the team. Like, they haven't (laughs) told us anything. I didn't know about this. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know, but I'm definitely going to play for Greece. And then I got there and then a couple of days before I was supposed to play, I got a message from the other federation. And they were like, what are you doing? You're a traitor, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... What do you mean? At first I was like who are you? Do you know who I am? I'm playing the Greece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's the fake side. And then they sent me through all these articles from the RFL. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? So I didn't end up playing for them. That Obviously, there's no game. Well, no, there was a game. Oh, it, was- it was so Italy had like another thing as well, where they had like a oh, a rebel organization <laughs> who would like like done the same thing, but just in it Italy. Was- and their two like uh, politicians, well, yeah, their cousins went to play this well, maybe, but- <laughs> they went to go play a game together, and it was like this unrecognized Greek team against this unrecognized <laughs> Italian team. And I ended up going and just running water for it. Um, but that's how I ended up getting involved with the actual Greek side. Obviously, because they've contacted you going, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. So that was my first contact with them. They <laughs> were going, excuse me, who are you and what are you doing? <laughs> and then they ended up coming out and they watched me play a game here in uh, Newcastle, actually. Yeah. And then they are like, um, do you want to come to Serbia in a couple of weeks? And I was like, I'm going to need some <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trusting you. I <laughs> need some evidence. I need some proof. But I ended up being all legit, and like that was, uh, we actually beat Ukraine uh, two years ago, like around about this time. I was yeah. over there at this time to get through to the like next round of World Cup qualifiers, and then we ended up qualifying about ten months ago. So World Cup 2021, don't know what it's going to look like, or how it's going to be but
0: <laughs> you would be playing on Skype
1: Grace is- <laughs> passing the ball through Zoom <laughs> yeah. yeah Rob you got it <laughs> so that's the plan for next year but we honestly have absolutely no idea what the goal is they're kind of just pretending like it's going to be fixed by then but yeah, who well, knows who knows um, it would be quite funny to see like Robot versions of yourself, it's like <laughs> a computer screen running up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit me, hit me up free. Well, that might be our best chance of winning a game because we play like England in England, and we play Samoa. So, yeah. as much as I would love I the chance I to play it. yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very likely, but you can't underestimate us on our day. Well, I mean, can't, it, It's a game,
0: so you can't underestimate anyone.
1: Exactly, because things can happen. And I mean, look at
0: Japan in the Rugby World
1: cup I called that. You bet you called it? I called that. I called that. I was at work and I was saying Japan's good, man. You can't fall asleep on Japan. They're a good side. I was like, I reckon they'll give South Africa a red hot crack. I didn't say I thought they would win, but I so did yeah. say they'd be good and I came in the next day with my <laughs> arms raised like a champion. <laughs> like, what did I say? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Uh, oh, absolutely. And there are so many, like, massive upsets. So We play France, so we're hoping to get a win against France. And, like, we've played Scotland before, and we did pretty well. So Scott, The Scots have a pretty decent type of team, from what I've watched. Yeah, they had, like, a team stacked with Super League players, and, like, seven mi- 70 minutes into that game, it was 24-all, and we had a couple of boys go down injured, and they ended up getting us in the end, but, like... There's, it's a different feeling, like, when our boys are playing for Greece, Yeah, it's like their life depends on it. There's just...
0: So, is there a lot of Greek players, like, from Greece, or is it from around the world?
1: Originally, the rules state that, like, if you're in a particular, like, round of qualifiers, you can only have four guys who are not born in Greece. Yeah. So, I was one of those four. So, 13 of the guys were from Greece. Yeah. And it's a pretty multicultural team. There's like, Albanian Greeks, Moldavian Greeks. Yeah. Um, guys from all over the place. But then as you kind of progress through the rounds and the standard gets higher, you're allowed to have more More more. overseas kind of help, which is why when you look at the Italian side and you take a look at, like, you know, the Lebanese side, their teams are full of NRL players. Yeah. And that's what our side will kind of look like that in the future. It'll be a mix of guys from Greece, but it will probably mainly be Australian Australian players. Australian players. Yeah. That's cool, though,
0: because then it allows... The people that
1: aren't playing in the NRL, that exposure mm-hmm. to what level like they can be playing mm-hmm. at, that. and that's literally the most important thing. Like,
2: yeah,
1: if we could pick between getting rugby league established in Greece as a proper sport or winning a World Cup, we'd pick the establishment of rugby league. Hundred percent, because there's not really like, yeah, well, it's like we're really proud to do it, but long term, what's the goal? Like, say yeah. we make this World Cup, and then you know, because in fifty years, there's not going to be as many Greek Australians anymore. Yeah. Like the, the heritage is we're going to be like fifth generation we're not even going to be allowed to play Yeah, Greece won't even have a team so it's about setting up fifth rugby league and yeah. like grassroots in, in Athens that, that's,
0: that just gets like the game around the world more as well so yeah. then it makes the opportunity like if they then develop a good um, a good base for the juniors and for people coming through it gives them kind of an opportunity to go play at a world stage mm-hmm. and then potentially in the future for a long time. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if, if they're not competing this year, but if you do get that development exactly. then you, you have the opportunity rather than oh yeah we
1: need to win this year <laughs> and then and then it's like okay we're gonna have to next year. Well that's in that's exactly the point. because like, yeah. in like, ten years Do you want to be
0: the one one chick pony? <laughs> or do you want to
1: continue to go back there? Exactly. In ten years we're not we're all gonna be not playing anymore. And yeah. then we won't have a team. So we have to set it up so that those boys can kind of pick up the mantle and come through with it. And at the moment, like there's opportunities for the boys in Greece to play games with just domestic Greek players. So yeah. last year they had a friendly match with Turkey, which was just fully boys from Greece playing against fully boys from Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. And it was great, Like they all got to see it. And then the ones who have got more advanced abilities, they come in and they play with us and mm-hmm. they see what the, 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 the next step, yeah. they see the difference. And then they go back to yeah. those levels, a better player, And then the guys around them all improve from it. So that's why you've got to get the balance. Like, there's no point having it be just domestic guys all the time. Because then they won't get better. Like, how do you get better as an athlete, as a whatever? You associate yourself with people at a higher standard. Yeah. And you learn from them. You You humble yourself. You
0: need to be pulled up the mountain rather rather than just trying to climb by yourself. Because there's only so much you can, like, do yourself without having the experience of someone else. Exactly. or done something at a higher level. Yeah. And then once you get to the top, you kind of have to do your own climbing, but you have all that experience to build off. Yeah. Going like, oh, okay, like, this is how I improved here. How about we use that tactic and this other tactic here to then get past whatever obstacle it is rather than, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing.
1: I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know, so how am I going to get past what I don't know? Exactly. And then you get, you just, you just just stagnant. You yeah. just hit a point and you, there's nowhere to go. So you got to get that balance right. And I think we've gotten that balance where we have this, half of domestic boys who are going to grow the game yeah. and half are us who kind of promote it back here in Australia and we get the sponsorship and stuff and we teach them what to do yeah. and then the ultimate goal is, you know, teach them to fish and, you know, they feed yeah. themselves as yeah, opposed 100%. to us constantly giving you it to give, them. Yeah, so. give it to them. Oh, here, here's a World Cup qualifier yeah. again. Exactly. Here you go. Here's a World Cup qualifier mm-hmm. and how long can we do that for before? Before
0: there's nothing left. Yeah, or? then there's none of us left. That'd be
1: interesting, unless then you guys start getting Greek wives. Yeah, unless we, start, <laughs> unless we all start marrying women from Greece, because the rules state you have to have a grandparent at, like, at the latest yeah. born in Greece, so if you have a great grandparent, no, nah, you're not allowed to play, that doesn't qualify, so most of us are at that point now where yeah, our grandparent's, grandparents are born there, yeah. Yeah. and now children won't be allowed to play unless we decide to go over there. And, have yeah. our babies there and stuff like that. Oh, you bring them back here. Or we bring a we bring a honey back and yeah. we do it like that. But that's what I mean. Ten to fifteen years, we're going to dry out, and it's that's what it is. And there's a lot of like stuff at the moment to grow the grassroots game. Yeah, and you see it, and you can see the problems like Lebanon and Italy. They yeah. didn't grow the grassroots game, and now they're kind of and now they're having a lot of problems with their domestic leagues. Whereas we're kind of putting in the effort with all that stuff. Yeah, it'll pay dividends. So what what's the the skill level like at the moment well the skill level's not the greatest but it's also not that bad like it's probably you know like if you'd gone there even only five years ago it was like watching under 10s play yeah now it's kind of like a SG ball level like under 18s kind of like rep sides where there's guys who have enough understanding to show off their raw talent and there's like a couple guys there who really shine, yeah. um, but a lot of the more finer details of the, the game. The more not strategic there. side of yeah. it's
0: more just they have that raw talent, and then pretty much whoever has the better raw talent on the day wins.
1: Yeah, kind of like, you, and you can see because that's what we would we've been developing players, yeah, and not not tactics, yeah, not tactics. tactics. But you need the
0: players, you need players there so they can understand the basics of what they're able to do. Before you try and teach them more high level things of tactics, exactly. Like the, if they don't have skill, you're not going to try and teach them the tactics because they're not going like yeah, to understand. Yeah, to about execute, let them understand
1: what they're doing. And that's what it, that's what it is. Yeah. The execution. We we can teach them these big sweepy backline players, but if they don't know how to catch and pass properly well, yeah. so our emphasis has been on like giving the guy the individuals all these skills yeah and now that they have those skills which they definitely have we've started to kind of implement like strategies and that kind of thing understanding of the game itself yeah and it's getting there and it's definitely like exponentially rising yeah. in the skill of the talent like only, like we only had four teams yeah in the national competition about three years ago and now we have eight including a team in Albania that comes down to play yeah, in the right. domestic so, competition. So, so it's like double. Yeah, so it's, yeah, which has been, it's we wild. had the, we've got four teams in Athens, a team in Rhodes, a team in Larissa, a team in Papara, and then this team in Albania that's yeah. coming down. Um, and like, we were barely struggling to get the four to keep going. And yeah. now, like, we got a football club that's massive in Greece called Ike. Yeah. And they, like, play in the, you know, Euro Championships and stuff like that. Yeah, got, in the uh, Champions League? Yeah, Champions League, yeah, yeah. They've got millions of supporters and they've just set up a rugby league side which is like giving us heaps more exposure. Heaps of cash too? Yeah, well, a mm, little bit. Well, like for the club? Well, for, for that club, yeah. yeah.
0: Which is good because more money generally in one club means there's going to be eventually more
1: money than other clubs just because... And as they get better, they, yeah. they pose the challenge to other clubs to get better. Like, they yeah. start to figure out ways to beat that club yeah which is the way that things are
0: going to grow yeah this well even if you look like the australian it, like if you watch early 2000s or even 90s games versus what they're doing now like oh. it's like a completely different <laughs> game and like a different level of understanding of strategic stuff and completely
1: different and because the skill level
0: really hasn't changed crazy mm. there's been upgrades in like the, f- the footballs a bit but Otherwise, it's pretty much just more tactics. A hundred percent, and the higher level thinking stuff during the game, rather than kind of just whoever has the best talents going.
1: Exactly, and that's what it is now. Like the team that has the better strategy will, as long as they're not complete duds, will beat the team of better athletes if they don't know how to combat that strategy.
0: Yeah, I think I think as well that you can't just have the uh, a set strategy; you have to have a fluid strategy. Yes. Yeah. As much as you want to just run your own game, you obviously versus another team, and if you're running two opposing things, one time you're just gonna adapt to change, and so you start change yours slightly, so you then get past there, because they might have their set their strategy set up to stop you mm. in defense, and know your defense strategy, so they play around that.
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It's what they say: like no game plan survives the heat of battle or however it goes. Well, Mike Tyson he goes,
0: Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face.
1: <laughs> that's pretty much pretty much what, what we are getting at. And that's exactly and that's exactly right. Like you look twenty years ago and you look at the guys who were playing then, yeah. They were just like, you know, the skill level was the same, but now the strategy is so much yeah. different. Like the wrestle on the ground. Yeah. You know, beat working fully as a team in that regard and all of the the nuanced aspects of the yeah. game that people don't see So like a lot of the immortals that I watched growing up you obviously
0: watched as well. Mm. Um, I found they, uh, those top echelon guys, understood the strategy of the game. Yeah, and knew when to do certain things to then get that momentum still rolling in their direction, even to um, take a bit of beating in that period of play. But now it's pretty much every player on the team mm. who understands what the hell
1: they need to do. Yeah, at any certain point in the game. It, and that's that's why we would refer to them. Like, yeah as ahead of their time yeah. like you often throw these these phrases out there yeah. not really thinking about what they mean but they were fully ahead of their time they yeah. understood things that, like Andrew John's presence changed the game 100% like he absolutely changed the game with the way he played and now everyone is emulating that in the way that they played yeah and
0: I think the um, but growing up the biggest memory I have watching NRL I'm more of a new, new boy myself <laughs> but um, was when he took the penalty kick uh, on 50 up here and he put the ball sideways and I was like what the f- what's he doing he's, he's an absolute idiot and then he slots it like straight over the dot and everyone's like "Oh, because it was like super windy I think it was like a um, like a westerly wind so it was, like pushing straight across the ground just, like totally to- like it seemed like a terrible option and it was like I don't know, a minute to go just taking this weird ass penalty kick boom straight over the dot I'm like have like no one else would have thought to do that.
1: Yeah, and their presence just challenges, yeah. like challenges the, the paradigms the, of the, of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's it's not like oh like I'm just going to play in this box. They're like yeah. there is no box.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and that's what those great players do. They show you that there is no box. Yeah, and that, it's like it's progressive as we go down. Yeah. and you go okay. down to grassroots. Like those boys see things in a box, and we go down to show them that there isn't. Mm. the guys above us,
0: but they also, I think. Also, like, starting off grassroots, you need that kind of box mentality because yep. you need that this is what you do, you catch the ball, mm-hmm. then you look to fast. Yeah. Rather than when you're elite, you're, like, trying to catch the ball and you already think about where yeah. the ball needs to hit or, like, just a quick tap on where you're not really catching the ball. Those kind of high level things where there is no box don't come around because you have no basics. Yeah. You need that basics in the box. Otherwise, always get over Yeah. at the start. Yeah, it's, it's easier to get overwhelmed like that. Yeah. Mm. So, apart from rugby, you're a bit of a a mixed bag. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) What else do you do with yourself, mate?
1: (laughs) Um, What else do I do? I'm currently finishing a Bachelor of Laws with a Bachelor of Arts, majoring in Ancient History and Philosophy. So what's that, like a triple major? Kind of. It's like a double degree, but one degree has a double major. So it's kind of like doing a triple degree, more or less. Yeah. So that's almost done, and that's opened up the doors to a, to a lot of things. Like I've worked at some um, like top tier places, and done some archaeological excavations, travelled around the world. So we've talked
0: a little bit about this archaeological. <laughs> so basically, you did digging. Yes, basically. And
1: this is yeah. So I remember I was talking yeah. about this, and everybody was thinking it was going to be you know these paintbrushes on the ground and little scalpels and this, stuff. This
0: this world. Uh, breaking ex- excavation like something. what you saw
1: in Jurassic Park when yeah. you were a kid
0: or, or um, Tomb Raider type thing yes and exactly and <laughs> in <the lost> <laughs>
1: what it really is 95% of the time is moving dirt <laughs> you got a shovel in your hand and you're digging trenches and that's like 95% of it and I love it it's fantastic. You're It's at the sun manual day. work. It's manual work with like an element of being a bit of a time detective and you're like trying to figure things out as you dig down <laughs> and it's like should we dig here or should we dig there and you've got like a hypothesis, hypothesis yeah. and trying to figure things out. Um, but a lot of people discount the labour <laughs> side <laughs> of an <my> archaeological dig. <laughs> so you,
0: you obviously don't need to be strong and fit to do that.
1: Yeah, obviously. It's yeah. completely irrelevant. You're probably sleeping on... What's well, best bed oh Some <laughs> <laughs> that was that was something I was surprised that we were sleeping in sleeping bags on floorboards basically for a month doing manual labor 12 hours a day six days a week
0: yeah like my expectation would be at least have us. Mattress. I don't care if the mattress is on the floor, <laughs>
1: but a mattress would be alright. I I needed it. I ended up telling them because they had their perfect, like they had scholars, yeah. guys who had PhDs and were in the field for years, decades, and experts, and you know, so basically, that gets straw, you a mattress. Are
0: you scrawny little fellows?
1: <gasps> oh, not not always. We had a couple field archaeologists who were like in digging around, but a lot of those people didn't kind of dig. They were there as experts. You know, if you found something and you know yes, that's
0: this is from the 12th
1: century bc exactly this coin and blah blah blah. so what i realized was that you can study for 20 years so that you can come to the same excavation but you get to sleep in a mattress if mm-hmm. you don't get to sleep on the floor but other than that you're eating the same thing you're doing the same stuff um but i eventually said like hey i'm doing a lot here <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm carrying i'm, I'm carrying i'm putting in <laughs> some graft you gotta <laughs> give me a bed otherwise i'm, I'm done uh, um and by the end of it like we went over there with like probably 15 workers and there was only like i think six of us standing in the end the rest of them got injured and they got hurt because you could see them they'd go to like use a shovel and you could tell it's the first time in their life they'd ever used a shovel before <laughs> and i was like oh you, nah, it's probably how not about, how
0: about you just carry the dirt
1: <laughs> carrying the dirt they didn't know how to carry dirt. <laughs> using a wheelbarrow, man, watching these people push a wheelbarrow up a hill was one of the just, it was like a Benny Hill situation. Like, <laughs> it out, the wheelbarrow would fall back down. It had run them over on the way down. <laughs> it's <like> some
0: comedy <laughs> shit. You're there in pain, just busting your ass, just watching this comedy like, oh, what the hell? I think, I, think uh, I, don't, I don't know about everyone in Australia, but I think people in Australia take for granted that we generally do have quite a physical culture. Like yeah. I grew up in Blacktown and Penrith and stuff, but even then, like a lot of my friends would still like do menu laden with their pops or mm. with their dad and go like cut wood for the fire, or whatever, and enjoy it. Well, mm. I, don't, I don't
1: know people from different parts of the world who do that. Yeah, definitely different sort of, different cultures. But I mean, most of these people were actually from Australia. They were probably from areas. They're, they're probably, probably in a bit less. Inner city Yeah, in a city, in, definitely in a city. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, I know a lot
0: of employees from the Yeah, you know, like and I a give
1: way. it to them about certain stuff that that they're lacking and they give it to, you know, ask mm. about they things are They bit of a, a Yeah, a, exactly. And, you know, the things we're lacking are usually, you know, teeth and... Shoes. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my favourite thing. I, I'm I'm massive...
1: I'm 100% the same. Do you and know they, how much I cop for yeah. this? Yeah! <laughs> the people listening are going to be like, these dudes these, these, these don't wear shoes. <laughs> <These are bums>. <laughs> <laughs> they but think these that they're normal, stuff. but they're not. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even
0: in Newcastle, people are um, like, I'm like, what, why? Like, what's wrong with not wearing shoes? No one wore shoes for. The Aborigines have been around for like 100,000 years. I said this
1: yesterday. <laughs> They ain't wearing shoes up to like 200 years ago. 100%. Our feet don't want us to wear shoes. No. That's why they hurt all the time. Because they're covered. They've got shoes on them. Squished. Yeah. I absolutely have copped it. There have been girls who I've been talking to who are like, if this goes anywhere... It will not, you will have to put shoes on. This is not going to be a thing. And so, needless to say, it didn't go anywhere. (laughs) You're like,
0: and that's against my religion. (laughs) Uh, I swear it's like a religion, it's almost a cult.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's, (laughs) you know,
0: 100%. So, how did you get into law, ancient history, and philosophy as a double degree? Like, that seems like did they kind of combined, or it just like <laughs> just oh. a bit of a
1: mishmash. Kind of. So when I was growing up, I was lucky enough to get a lot of perspective on the world. My father was from Samoa and, you know, yeah. you got to see the way life was there and how many people in the world don't have access to low opportunities. And Dad was kind of saying, like, you know, you're blessed to be a semi-bright kid. Um, he never actually said that, but it was important. Yeah. Um, you've got to do he said something, something like that. that. Yeah, he said something Stop like that. Stop wasting your gifts. <laughs> You're lucky because when I was your age, there was no school, nothing, nowhere. you got a stick. I swear my dad went to like a magic school because it was like. <laughs> He had to walk uphill to get to school. But then to go home, it was uphill as well. It was like the school moved around. <laughs> school bus. I used to walk up the mountain to get to school. And then I used to have to walk up the mountain to get home. Like, I don't know. This is a very magical school. I don't know how this is happening. I'm to he up the mountain further, finds a stream, and catches the stream. Well, so I did get to see that. Yeah. And I got to see how many Pacifica people didn't have access to those opportunities. So I knew I wanted to do something. So yeah. we figured that, you know, my talents might be suited towards studying law. Um, so I got into that, but I also was, did have a keen interest in ancient history, and that was probably then from my mum's side growing up on stories of the ancient Greeks yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, and then as I got more into it, I realised that I wasn't that interested in the laws themselves. I was more interested in why are the laws there? You know, like, and how they've come about. And how they've come about, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you start to, like, we've got mandatory sentencing, for example, for um, your coward punches. Yeah. And you a lot of people don't question why they're there and how we got to that point and those kind of things. Yeah. They don't,
0: they don't look at the history behind no. it. They're like, right, exactly. that, that seems like a
1: stupid idea. Yeah. We've got yeah. to make it illegal or whatever. Yeah. you know, you got to look at, like and so that jurisprudential side of things is what I found really interesting yeah. and I realised that that was just the philosophy of law basically that's yeah. how I got into studying philosophy and that was probably the most useful thing I looked at in my life and most people like when they go through changes in their lives and they see things that they they usually adopt some kind of philosophical approach to things without yeah. even knowing it Yeah. like I'm sure like you've got aspects of your life and you're familiar with a lot of yeah like, philosophical ideas yeah so
0: like a lot of like my beliefs and stuff kind of stem from like stoicism yeah. kind of background 100% um, and it's just the people that I find interesting have that same kind of thing so then yeah. I like looking to that a bit more and, and I guess that's how anyone develops they're like mm. interested they're like oh I kind of find that person that's a bit of a wrong model I yeah. will kind of model this part of my life off them and then they kind of pick up their philosophy and their philosophy comes from someone else's and stems all the way back to wherever. But yeah, that's, mm. that's
1: 100%. Yeah, and that was definitely one of the, like the Stoics are hugely popular at the moment. Because yeah. They, this message, which is almost 3,000 years old, is still relevant today. And you find a lot of this in wherever you look, whether yeah. it's Stoicism or Existentialism or yeah. however you look at certain things. And there's so much benefit to looking at like the philosophical side of things. Like you could find guidance in, you know, um, social issues like the Black Lives Matter movement, for example. Yeah. Like, if you look at it from a economically philosophical perspective, and you, you look at what what are your values, you'll be able to f- navigate what you want to achieve. Yeah, and I feel like in this day and age, a lot of people are so emotional, so angry about a lot of things because we're so exposed to a lot of injustice, but it's overwhelming trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, and that's why we go for these kind of short term goals, and not to kind of, you know, put shit on people but like you know like you, you put your black tiles up for example which is yeah. you know, it's a nice gesture but what's no, the change not,
0: yeah, what, what change are you trying, yeah, to, trying
1: that's not the end that's the, That's yeah. your step one that's not your last rung of the yeah,
0: ladder yeah 100% and I agree with that like people kind of are reactive rather than definitely about
1: it. and as long as you're constantly reactive you're constantly behind the hate you're just trying yeah. to catch up And
0: I, th- I think that also probably stems a lot of um, the anger and the frustration because people probably don't feel like they can, um, they're kind of waiting for their whole life. Yeah. Not rather than going out there and doing something, they're kind of waiting for information coming so that they can react to it. Absolutely. So it's always like trying to false yeah. start. Like, All ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like back in the day when you'd get like your computer frozen, it's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> And then you get frustrated because your computer's like tripping out and you're like, what the...
1: Yeah, exactly. But there's literally parallels
0: in our lives. I reckon that's 100% where most people's super frustration comes from because they're just reacting, reacting, reacting. Mm. They're never actually going, hold on a second. What's what's the issue here? Yes. All right, let's take proactive... Like, let's take action on doing something to stop that. Mm. Like, oh, I'm I'm getting road rage. am I'm getting road rage. Because I was hungry before I got in the car, I had to eat before I go on a long drive or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. And absolutely. And it's like looking inward. Because yeah. the answers to 99% of the problems you face in your life, you can solve them by looking at yourself. Yeah. Like I'm not saying everything, but like a lot of things you, in your life, if you're just trying to figure out why you react to a situation or why you prioritize something or why you get upset, you can figure out how to navigate through that situation. Yeah. And that's where, that's why I think the Stoics are so popular, especially with young men these days, yeah. who for so long were taught to bottle things up and right. have all these issues, and then all of a sudden you're finding these ways to navigate these these issues.
0: I think also because it stems from like that ancient
1: like Roman
0: Greek kind of time, mm. where it was obviously a male dominated society, like mm. pretty much what the male goes. Yeah, they also showed a lot more of emotion. Mm rather than kind of having been told to bottle it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had rituals for, probably not the right word, but they had ceremonies and rituals and stuff for young men to turn into, like, an adult at 12 or 13 or whatever. Yeah. That would require them to show some emotion. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, it, it may have been forced and... So what, what's the one with the, the Spartans where they kick him out, and <laughs> get home, find your own way home. use a spear, kind of thing. Um, but from that, they'll they'll they allowed them to show their that they were afraid. They allowed to show that they felt weak and whatever. Mm. But coming back meant they were then strong because they had to face face those emotions and be able to deal with them correctly, rather than just go, "Yeah, just Yeah, you know.
1: which is where I think things went for a long time. And no, and absolutely like. I think the reason we're so fascinated by it is not because we think that they figured things out perfectly I think it's because we figured that for a society so different they wouldn't be able to give us answers but yeah. they actually have so many answers to give us about a lot of things they can answer so many questions and definitely things are not 100% yeah. on, the, on the head but well we brought, well, we brought this up yesterday but um,
0: I think that's also kind of because a lot of them had time mm. to be able to Wow, well, think of this. We never, bored. We're always on a phone or a computer. We're always doing something. Like we never have that time to just be. Like, to be, yeah. yeah. So you like, you do it. I'm starting to do it more. Uh know. Well, what, we keeps us it. Um, or well, he's trying to anyway. <laughs> um, but it's that we're always like on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go. We always want the next, next thing, next thing, next thing, next yeah. thing, next iPhone, next computer, next whatever. Yeah. That we don't have that time to sit back and go. All right. We'll what am I doing, mate? where am I at, yeah. check in with self. and you don't have that time to allow your mind to, to kind of run wild and have that freedom to yeah. to explore what your inner inner self wants, feels, needs, mm-hmm. um, and then you can't, if you're not doing that, you can't service it, so then you have all those, those emotions still bottling up, but then you have those massive outbreaks. Exactly, and I actually, I
1: overheard you at when I was lurking in the background. <laughs> the first yes. podcast, talking about how much, you guys are on the on the go with a lot of things Yeah. and how much, because it is true, like your emotions are like a muscle, you know, like when yeah. your body's sore, you, know, you, you listen to it, it's sore for a reason, yeah. why am I feeling this way? i got to figure it out and your emotions are the same and I think it's one of the things that a lot of people ignore which they ignore why am I feeling like this rather than try and self-reflect and try and figure these things out and it's like, it's another sort of philosophical approach to life, like I yeah. you try to be quite reflective and try to figure Um, and it's that existentialist viewpoint. It's what you're saying. It's being. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be, and Mm -hmm. that is a lot more complicated than you realize.
0: Yeah. It's like people do, like, Yeah. I do coach rather than (laughs) I'm being a coach. Yeah. Or I'm just being who I am. Like, I'm being Mark. Mm. You're always doing Mark.
1: Yeah. What does Mark do? Mark does exercise. (laughs) Mark's doing exercise. And there's definitely, like, Human race that we're doers, like we do, we get stuff done, we desire, we chase. But to be is a lot; it's a higher order, yeah, thing. And it's because it's trying to figure out who you are, and not just who you are, but why you are the way you are. Yeah. So it's realizing that probably not until we're about twenty or so did we start really making decisions for ourselves. Some people, it's you know fifteen; some people, it's thirty. But up until a certain point you're just a mixture of your friends your family where you grew up the language you speak all yeah. of these things influence who you are the way you think the way you react to things your values your priorities yeah and until you take a step back and go oh, i value this because my parents value this or because of the religion that i grew up with or because you know the language i speak is you know like in a lot of european languages they don't have like an, an emphasis on please and thank you and stuff. It's more about the efficiency. Yeah. So when they come into English and they speak, a lot of people get like quite taken aback. that There's yeah. no, oh, please this and thank you just that. Like, can you do this? Yeah, yeah. and they, they don't take it personally. And the, the point of that anecdote is just that you're, you don't even realise how much the language that you use affects you. Yes. Yeah. So if, if your language has a lot of negative language, then you, you're thinking negatively without yeah. even realising it. It's not even your fault. And until you take a step back and you realize, like, why am I the way I am, you'll never be able to overcome that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's that concept of, yeah. of being. Yeah. Which is just...
0: All right, so, Locking, and I spoke about it, um, but how do you go about it? I, I I have a good idea of what I think you do, but how do you go about disconnecting necessarily and then reconnecting with yourself?
1: Uh, I You definitely need to reflect on what you're doing. Yeah. So I have to take a step back every now and then when I find myself getting angry or upset or yeah. whatever about a lot of things, and the way to do is that, that in the
0: moment, or do you then
1: sometimes reverse? it is, but sometimes oh. you just get lost in it. Yeah, and you kind of, kind of, like you need to pull yourself up, but you also need to not be too harsh on yourself in those situations, and you yeah. need to realize why you're like that. Um, and you, the, the only way to do it is to have the time. Like you need yeah. to make the time to yeah. do it, um, and like I find exercising is a great. Yeah, um, I I find like recently getting up really early in the morning and taking that time, which has been largely thanks to you having someone yeah. to, to do that with. Um, you get that opportunity to be in your thoughts, to think about things, to mellow out a little bit, um, reassess what's important in your life. Yeah, because that's going to be a shifting scale what you what you value in your
0: life. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I think people get too on like. These are my set things. Yeah. Rather than these are my things now. Mm. And then in the future, this could be my thing. Like that, that, what, it doesn't you don't even really need to really think about the future, but like you don't just think like I only do this. Mm. This is my thing. This is all I do ever. Yeah. You it's, can be like, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I like
1: it. <laughs> but if it goes away. Exactly. What have right. I what have I got? It's that. Like it's that existentialist mindset it's, yeah. it's that life doesn't necessarily have that inherent meaning you know like a thousand years ago or even a hundred years ago people were lucky you know they they are you a religious man? Okay. yeah so there's like this spiritual people religious yeah I, people, I'd say more, more spiritual, spiritual yeah so you know there, there were people who were a hundred years ago who were adamant that I'm going to die and I'm going to go to heaven and that's my goal in my whole life, the goal is going to be to die and go yeah, to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. But now now that people have gone away from heaven, they've got new goals. And the yeah. goal is that I'm going to get that sports car or yeah, I'm going to get that promotion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's these things. And then they get that and there's that little bit of disappointment because you think the world's going to be all sunshine and rainbows and, oh, I'm going to be happy now. Yeah. But then you're not. So you, you go for something else. You yeah. go for something else and you go for something else. And you start to think like, oh, I don't have to be happy now. I'll be happy when I graduate. Oh, I don't right. have to be happy now. I'll be happy when I get the promotion. Oh, yes. I don't have to be happy now. I'll be happy with this and that and this and that. And, exactly. and you're never happy because you're not living in the moment. And yes. so you have to reassess and you have to realize, one, is what I'm striving for something that I actually want? Yes. And two, it's also about what you're doing to get there. Yeah. And the analogy that Albert Camus gives a French existentialist is he talks about Sisyphus, and there's this great myth. Oh, I love So, you, you know, one, yeah. One of
0: my, one of my guys, I want to base my life off his Yeah have you ever heard of Jocko? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has a video, he talks about Sisyphus. Yes. And he, he goes, he gets, I get the question regularly, do you this feel like Sisyphus? <laughs> and then he goes on on to finish saying that, like, um, my goal is not to get
1: um, the rock to the top of the mountain. Just yeah, yes. to enjoy pushing it. Yeah, just to enjoy pushing it. Exactly, yeah. So I mean, do you want to talk about like do you, do you want to I I, don't,
0: I, this? I I don't know the the full details. I was like, what the hell is this? Looking <laughs> up
1: real quick. So
0: I'll give a basic rundown, but you can give more in depth obviously. You know yep. it. So basically, um, there was a god or a demigod or some dude basically saying he's the best. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then Zeus is pretty much spidering. So <laughs> all right, if you're the best, push that that up right to the top of the mountain. It's kind of like Groundhog Day. It just keeps yeah gets to the end of the day. He's not at the top. And then... starts back
1: down at the bottom the next (laughs) day so Sisyphus tricks one of the gods he thinks he's the cleverest and he he repeatedly tricks the gods and eventually Zeus curses him to push this boulder up the hill and the curse can be broken I think once the, the boulder gets to the top but every time it gets to the top it rolls back down to the bottom and what Jocko is probably uh, referencing is Camus, and what Camus says is that's what people are now doing in their lives. Yeah, we are unhappily pushing that boulder up the hill because we think when we get to the promotion, when we get to that, we're going to be happy. Yeah. But just like Sisyphus, the boulder rolls back down. We realize that we're not happy. So what do we do? Because Camus starts off his philosophy by saying the one true philosophical question is why don't we kill ourselves? and yeah and yeah so because he talks about like if yeah and it is and it's if life has no inherent meaning what's the point in living it then yeah and camus says well you know spoiler alert here don't kill yourself um (laughs) 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 and he says like you do have to you have to find the meaning yeah and that question's only come about because like i said a hundred years ago people never got people never had the ball to fall because yeah. they pushed it up their whole life because they were pushing it to heaven and then they died. And, and no one knows if they go to heaven or not. Exactly, right. and, and no one knows. Maybe they did, maybe they're happy, but we're now pushing our boulder up a different hill. Yeah. And so Camus says, and what Jocko probably b- believes, is that you need to enjoy pushing the boulder, yes. which means you need to have the right value. So you need to strive for the right things. And you need to know that when the boulder gets to the top, it's going to roll back down. Yeah. You're going to have to pick something else that you enjoy pushing that boulder up.
0: Yeah, so... Part of Joko thing is he goes, if I ever get to the top and it doesn't roll, roll down, I'll push that motherfucker down myself. I'm like,
1: yes, and that's exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Um, because then life is stagnant. Yeah, and it's and it's meaningless. Yes. Yeah. and it's pointless. Um, but that's the thing. Most people don't realize they're pushing the boulder. Yeah. Whereas people who are, I think, who are happy realize that they're pushing the boulder yeah. and they're choosing the boulder that they want to push. So
0: that that. That comes to kind of like where the whole me being consistent, putting Speed up every day. Mm. People always like, oh, don't you get sick? Of it. You don't need to do it. <laughs> I'm like, but I like to do it. Like, yeah. I need to do it because I enjoy it. Like. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying doing it. It's hard. <laughs> I like doing it, so I'm going to keep doing it. And it comes down to that, like that. I know it's a rock. I know <laughs> I'm pushing up the hill, but I enjoy doing it.
1: Yeah, I enjoy. That struggle. I love it because you're keeping yourself accountable. for yeah. these things. And I see that story every day. I know exactly what it's going to be, <laughs> and I enjoy clicking on it every yeah. time. I sometimes just swipe through to see it. I'm just just to make sure, I'm like, good hey, cool yeah. boy, he took <laughs> <a kiss laughs> his today. Yeah. Um, uh, it's
0: funny how sometimes like, I'll upload it late or I'll um, forget to do it till the afternoon. Or whatever. It's very rare I do it, mm-hmm. but people message me. Like, Did you not swim this morning? Like, yeah, of course I swam this morning. Who do you think I am? But it's just funny that other people are so invested in seeing me do it because mm. I think it gives them a sense of like, all right, it's, just, it's going to be a good day. I yeah. See.
1: If you can wake up at 5am during the winter and go swim in 11 degree water every single morning, I can yeah. go for that job. Yeah. Or I can...
0: Or, or just like I can be a little bit easier on myself and do something Mm. whatever it is whatever they might they might be
1: yeah and if we get to the heart of it right of this of your being Mm. why why are you choosing to push this boulder up the hill why are you doing it every morning if we're going to try and and test you out here a little bit
0: because so I'm, so, you know this, I'm so competitive, you know how competitive I am, I mean we did tumble and I may have lost straight away, but I was like, yeah, no, I'll beat you all <laughs> Find confidence, um, but no, I'm just super competitive and it it's stems from, I'm so competitive with myself, like, mm. I'll be competitive against everyone else, but like, deep downside comes down to, I want to do my best and even if I'm doing my best, I'm like, no, I can do better, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a mental battle. And then it gives me a little sense of accomplishment every morning. Me going like, yep, I'm up before most people. I right? mm-hmm. People get up earlier than me and whatever. But I get up and then I go for a swim. Like not many people are uh, going up. Yeah. I want to go for a swim. And then a lot of people that do come for a swim will then go, oh, I'm going to go for a run and then come for a swim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's not too bad. And then they do it the one time and they don't go for a run. They're like, <laughs> oh, this actually sucks bad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but... It's not about the sucking part. It's about doing it because it's improving you, making that 1% better. Yeah. Rather than, oh, I'm just going to wake up and drink
1: my coffee and feel like a sack of shit. Yeah, i yeah, yeah. work just, and hate my oh, job. and Only 40 more years of this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, waking up, oh, I've still got 50 years <laughs> of feeling like shit till I can enjoy myself.
1: And that's, that, I think, comes down to your sense of purpose because you know who you are. You have your being. Yeah, and so I think when people come along, yeah. they see your boulder and yeah. they think, "Oh, that's a fun boulder to push," and then they don't. But they've got to assess why they are who they are. So, yeah. so then they push. They try and push
0: my boulder, and they're like, "This sucks."
1: This sucks, yeah. and you know if it doesn't matter when they get it to the top. They're not going to be happy. It's going to roll back down. When yeah. you get yours to the top, you will be happy. You'll yeah. be happy to see it roll back down. Because yeah. then you'll do something new. But that's because you figured out who you are and why you are the way you are. A lot of people don't. Take that. And it's not easy to be yes. reflective like that because you've got to look on all the things that are wrong with you. Yeah. You've got to think of all the negative influences in your life, which quite often um, are our parents, you know. Yeah. Like, and it's hard to like, – like I had loving parents. They did their best. But, you know, they definitely made mistakes. Yeah. And it's hard for us to accept that the people that are most important to us have made errors.
0: Yeah. And I think once you realise that they're human just like you mm. – and humans make mistakes and errors. It becomes a lot easier to forgive them and kind of move past that. Because mm. I feel like a lot of people have resentment. I I have a bit of resentment from my parents, but I've also like dealt with myself and moved on. Yeah. And like it still comes through every now and then, and that's just me. It's mm-hmm. not like it's a one one fix. can of just fix it once and it'll never. Be. It keeps coming back. But yes. It allows you that ability to then have freedom to go. All right. Well move past that, why, now why do I react like that when this kind of situation happens?
1: Yeah, And that's, that's exactly what it is. It's not even necessarily trying to figure out yourself so that you can be something different. It's, yeah. Sometimes you figure it out and then you have awareness. And you're aware of the resentment. Yeah. You're aware of why it happens and yeah. then you can choose how to move forward with that. Yeah. And you might be like, I don't have the time to deal with this right now. I'm working on these 50 other things. Yeah. I'll deal with that later but at least I acknowledge it. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people that resentment might kick in and they don't even know and it just takes them hostage. Yeah. And until you do that self-reflection and it's you know, some people have the privilege for it to be easier than, than other people. I think that's again, that's just how you grow up, like some
0: some people grow up in environments where it is probably promoted and, and given to them a little bit easier for that type of thing. They're like, well oh, how how about why do we feel why are you feeling like this? Like what triggered that emotion? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of brought up in them, like when when they're young, so they're able to do that. But then other parts of their their life might be lacking, and they might not be able to deal with other types of hardships. Yeah, and
1: and that's absolutely, and it's trying to figure out why kind of dealing with that hardship. Yeah, and you might you might identify the reason, and it, you might you might not have a solution. But as long as you understand all of these external factors that influence your life, yeah, you can realize that why you are the way you are. So you have that moment of clarity. Yeah. There's not really a way for you to take the steering wheel again. Because that's yeah. what that's what that's what I'm, like my sort of approach to life is: what can I take responsibility for? Yeah. What do I have control of? There's no point complaining about all the things that I don't have control. Of. I go grab the steering wheel. Yeah. And the way to do that is to have these moments yourself. You'd exactly. rather be the driver than the passenger Exactly, 100%. And yeah. you probably would as well. I I hate not being the driver. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I drive with people, this, this is like
0: legitimately how I feel when I'm in the car with It's not that I'm scared of you driving at all. Anyone, doesn't, I don't care who it is. I would just prefer to drive <laughs> because I know my own driving. Like, I know my in driving skills and decisions that I would make. Yeah. So it's kind of like I would rather be in control. But that's that's also like that's part of my personality. That's part of my being that I know that. So I kind of try and relax a bit when I'm in the car with people, so I'm not kind of overbearing it in that yeah. type of way. Um. So sometimes I'll just be super silent. If You're all right. I'm like, yep, yeah, fine. <laughs> just like, just trying not to want to be driving the car. <laughs> but like trying to explain it to someone, mm-hmm. just like way driving, and it's mate, I feel like it also can be like if I explain it wrong, kind of then I saw point for them because I'm like, I don't, it's kind of like a non-trusting thing. But yeah. it's not. Like I don't
1: trust you it's just.
0: Yeah, it's drive. just a preference. Yeah, I'll just rather drive.
1: Yeah, I feel like that too. Definitely, like I'm a very efficient is a euphemism for what some people would consider a bad driver. But <laughs> I know the way I want to drive. Yeah, exactly. I want to get to point from point A to point B. Yeah. And I like, mm. you know, I want that control as well. Yeah. And, you know, that's reflective in the way we are as people. Yeah. And that's why you choose to wake up in the morning. That's why I choose to do the things that I'm doing. I'm yeah. not doing anything that I don't want to do. Exactly. Everything in my life is what I want to do.
0: Yeah, I think most people kind of think, I get to do what I want to do once I've done Yeah, Once the boulder's up there. Yeah, once the boulder's up there, once Um, I get my 9-5 work done, whatever, Mm. instead of kind of taking their decisions into their own hands and kind of then being a little bit happier because you have that bit more sense of freedom Mm. and whatnot. Like if you have to have a job and you want to work full time, I'm not saying don't do it, Like right? mm. Some people want to do that. That's cool. Yeah. But it's also not what I want to do.
1: Yeah. And it's also the reason that there's definitely, you definitely make compromises sometimes to enable a large yeah. goal. That's got to be a goal that you don't think is like, you know, the, the end. Because yeah. once you get there, there's got to be something after that. So you yeah. enable yourself for a while to do these things. So yeah. I think a lot of people do get trapped kind in these of, situations. They've kind of been enabled at
0: the start. And they lose sight of what they actually want to be doing. And then it's exactly. kind of in the, in, the, in the matrix of, I get up, I need to do this. Yeah. I go home. On the weekend, I do... I'll, I'll, so, what's... What's... What do I say? Like... About 14 something. Yeah, I was going to say like 13 and a half or something, or something. So, about 13... So, 26% of the time, say, of the week, you're doing something you want to do. Mm. Like, I don't know about you, but it's fucking sounds terrible. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, I mean, I'm the same. And it's often not even that because you're just using that weekend to recover. Yeah. You're just tired and you sleep and you watch television. And- yeah.
0: So, I saw something, you know, I said, he goes, why do people work five days of the week? Um, to then basically party for two days to forget about the five the days. Five days. <laughs> like, well, how does that make sense to anyone? Yeah, I was like, hey, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty valid point. Like, mm. I wouldn't
1: want to be doing that. I obviously don't. I don't do what I want. But yeah, it's easy to get your priorities mixed up. Yeah, especially when you're kind of making excuses for yourself with some things. Like, yeah. And I think like everybody does it with some things, but that's that accountability. You yeah. try not to do that as often, which is why when I missed the swim the other day and he called me out, I was just like, you know what? It's you're true. right, it's I just the argue. truth. I, I can't, I can't I argue with it. I can't argue with it, that's what uh, it was. I didn't want to wake up, I didn't want to come. So I did it. So yeah, so you're 100% right there. And that's not like not going for the swim is bad. Yeah. But, you know, I'm semi mitigating it by knowing that I'm, you know, and no. not doing it again. Don't repeat yeah. that cycle. Don't let yeah. yourself get lulled into that.
0: Kind of, when you tell that, you're allowed to have a slip up, like you're allowed yeah. to have a day off, you're allowed to do this and that. But don't don't make that two days off. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: Three days off, and then, and then six months you've off. You've lost sight of what you were able to Yeah,
0: do.
1: yeah, no, I agree, I agree with that.
0: Because it, it, it's in
1: everything once you start down that path, it's pretty easy to stay on that easy path. Yeah, and, it, and absolutely it is. But the thing is that the easy path, it, it becomes harder than the hard path. Yeah, like your hard path parts will more get easier, the exactly. Yeah. But your easy path will get harder. Yeah. And then it's harder to get on the one that you want it to be on. Yeah. It's just another, the path analogy is another boulder analogy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know. Pick your poison. Exactly. But it's so. gonna suck
0: now, it's gonna sap a lot more later. <laughs> That's why I look at it,
1: anyway. Like. Oh, absolutely.
0: Like you can choose your stuff now and you can make friends with it. Or you can choose your suck later and you're probably not going to be able to make friends with it. And two, you're probably not going to get to choose it. It's probably
1: just going to whack on you. And, and that's a big you thing. You are stuck with it. Then, you, then you're then you the passenger in yeah. someone else's car. This is delicious tea.
0: Dude,
1: told you, go on surfing.
0: <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only tea 2 I've ever bought apart from um melbourne breakfast oh their french oil grey is pretty good i'm a big oil grey fan i haven't tried it but i do like oil grey, so i might have to but that is that's probably my favorite yeah it's so funny
1: every time i go into t2 like yeah no i'm the same but that's because i'm drinking the free samples myself a couple of things and then I leave <laughs> do
0: you need a hand no, I'm just going to take this with me this joke
1: what do you mean it's there? just
0: free sample are yeah there? it's like a little cup it doesn't actually specify so I'm going to take a free sample
1: are they still doing it with COVID at the they're moment not at they're not allowed <laughs> uh-huh. that's why I haven't been in the T2 yeah, really. I, <laughs> I doing that.
0: no when I was in there and then they're like oh like look next time we'll be able to do hopefully we'll be able to do like the um, testing and stuff I was like Yes,
1: that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's definitely why I'm here. Well, I mean, it's good tea. Yeah. I mean, no one's ever gonna make the brews that they make in there. They've mixed like seven teas together with like a punnet of raspberries and some like Himalayan leaves and whatever, and mm-hmm. they're like some, some rare shit that you, you yeah. Don't yeah I'm like, yeah. I'm never gonna make that at home. Also, I'm not spending eighty-four dollars on tea to make that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you, you have to buy the whole seventeen. Yeah, each one's fifty bucks. I'm not so like, I'm, I'm not doing that. That's uh, that's never gonna happen. That's why I'm coming in and I'm drinking a free sample. I'm appreciating it. But then I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we obviously know each other through you. Yeah.
0: You grew up with him. Yeah. How do you? How's he changed from now
1: <laughs> to back then? He hasn't changed in many regards. Uh, he has always been a rule-driven dude. Always been happy to be an outlier. Um, we were talking about the astrology thing being a being a pretty big shock, but that is just the crazy thing about yeah. him. Like he will double down on what he likes. He does not care if you don't like it. He doesn't care if it doesn't fit in with what people think is his persona or whatever. Yeah. And he just, I honestly, there's not that many things that I. He's grown a lot. Yeah. But there, there's not that many, like... All right, so you've told me this a couple of times, but can you tell us the whole story?
0: <laughs> Just so everyone <laughs> knows about the whole story. Of what? The, the one when you're in high school, and
1: you're like, what are you going to do this uh, time? <laughs> one of my earliest memories of, of Lockie is probably as, like, a 14 or a 15-year-old. And I was like, what are you going to do this weekend? What are you going to do after school or whatever? And he's like, I'm going to go home and dig a hole. <laughs> as like, you do I was like well, yeah I was like oh why because I, like, I feel like it I was like what are you going to do then fill the hole <laughs> and I was like you know what I like this guy <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just like <laughs> no bullshit just straight up and what he wouldn't give him that out. answer to anyone he wouldn't have cared if it was the pretty girl or the popular dude or whatever he didn't care he had this conviction in who he was and he was absolutely just going to do it
0: uh, I, I love that because when you first told me, all I can picture is Dale from the castle going, <laughs> Dad, dug a hole, <laughs> filled with water. Uh, and not that Loki's like, that, that, that character is like meant to be a bit of like a, uh, not, not an idiot, but like a, bit, a bit of a simpler yeah. person.
2: Yeah.
0: But Loki's not like that. Man. Uh, <laughs> just, just <laughs> like, I'd dig a hole,
1: filling it in. Yeah, he was always been like his thing at the time was the drums and yeah. uh, javelin. Like he was phenomenal at these things that he was just doing casually. Keegan's always been able to be almost the best at stuff that people are taking super seriously. That he's just got as like a side hobby. Yeah, like you can you imagine if he did like like wrestling in his weight division or it like, is amazing? He'd be he'd be phenomenal if he did like. You know, powerlifting stuff at his weight. But like yeah. he could win comps, and he could do that kind of stuff. You know firsthand his wrestling. How's your yeah, throat? throat.
0: <laughs> it's actually a lot better. It's still a little bit bruised to touch, but otherwise, yeah. So I think next time we
1: tumble, I'm just not going to let him touch my neck. I think it's a good idea. Last time we tumbled, you just let him really, you just let him rush you. Yeah, well, you, you like, had no idea. I wasn't,
0: I wasn't ready. I wasn't really... <laughs> so. I'll i run you through it. My idea was I'm gonna stay relaxed because the more relaxed I am, the better I'll be able to like, deal with what's happening. Yeah. But I wasn't ready for him to bum rush me. He was <laughs> he
1: a wall. He just out
0: there, he's like, boom, I'm like,
1: oh shit, he's here already. That was a lion pouncing on a sleeping zebra. That's, yeah. That's what like. it was like. I was I was watching it going, oh my god. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: I, oh was, my God. I, was, I was like, fine. I'm like, I'll black out. I don't even care. <laughs> and then he just cranks my neck. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's stopped. You're going like, to break my throat. I'd rather be able to breathe. <laughs> Spitting up blood, almost spewing. And then you guys have on for like 25
1: <laughs> minutes. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's now down a path. Have you seen he's now like researching arm bars and like oh. all of these other research- I know oh, I know God. we've got to start jiu-jitsu bro we'll we'll get so that we've gentry. got to start doing some <laughs> research we,
0: we, we won't tumble until we've got like a year of BJJ <laughs> <I laughs> won't we'll tell him about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh no, Lockie let's rumble in this like <laughs>
1: <vodka>. yeah what <laughs> if you're listening Keeble we're not doing that though.
0: no
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like like that was from the concrete like the yeah. breeze on arm know yeah and peel that off, it's wild in there, it's
0: no, uh, like... There's no, it's basically don't kick in the balls, and if it's not intentional, play on. Yeah. Don't like like in. Don't punch, but he still punches you. Yeah. He throws open hands. (laughs) He just doesn't touch out his face. (laughs) Uh, uh, But you are the champ, 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 so
1: that's all right. That is, that is true. We need, we need need to get a belt. (laughs) You don't see belt? <laughs> I'm gonna just next time I'm around, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wear it in, and mm-hmm. as long as it's there, that's the
0: challenge. Oh, then you should just like bring a speaker. Just like some entrance The great flag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so apart, apart, apart from wrestling. You also shot some bows. I wasn't there, but we've lucky. Yeah. How'd that experience go? Because I've seen the bow you were shooting, and oh my God,
1: it is small. It's a small bow. I actually, I don't know what it was. What do you reckon? It's like a 30-pound one? I I haven't even tried to draw it. I just laugh at it. Yeah, so I I think it's like maybe a 30-pound bow, but the draw length was so small that I couldn't get it on the release point. Yeah. so I just had to like, was just kind of holding <laughs> it all the there every time that yeah. I had to fire the bow um, that was his first bow cause Yeah. I remember him his, getting yeah. that when we were maybe like I don't know how old he was maybe 16, 17, 18, 18 around then and I remember shooting yeah, I think it, it then yeah um, and I remember shooting that and I had that little flashback when I was drawing it then and I was thinking I uh, <laughs> you yeah, something that's a proper <laughs> uh, yes. how's your bow hunting going I, have, I haven't been out well, for a hunt yet not the hunting yeah
0: no it's over, I've got arrows now. the air, yep. the boys nexus yep.
1: Nick and um, Adam they have some cool stuff I've yeah. seen some of the videos for it that stuff going through like metal and yeah the, the anvil yes the oh, anvil how is not that? breaking on the anvil no, that, was, that was crazy
0: that, that is the most intense thing I've seen I was yeah. like nice <laughs> sure It's, you know, it's pure iron
1: yeah, It starts Leaves a dent in it dead, you know? It's used for smelting like Yeah, it's you like You like, <laughs> bang
0: it, the other metal on yeah. it bends it <laughs> And this just goes into it It's like, yep, cheers
1: Yeah, that's crazy So
0: have you used those yet? No, nah, I've got a fletch mark Which I'm actually yeah. waiting on So they should be here Um. And then So I just got a practice And then When I was out That Rockies is Friday You're there um, his dad was talking about one of the what, guys I know who has a property up Musselbrook's game away I think. Yeah, has a problem with foxes, so we're yeah. we here, go. so that'll be a bit of fun, go, Yeah, go look for some foxes. I've been keen on a hunt for a really long time.
1: Yeah. Um, we were going hunting the game, it in the back of was probably now that they've built the road there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, are all,
0: all across the other side of the road. Oh, Yeah, because when I was driving, yeah, I can't or the last few times there's been once you know where the sign is just on the other side of the road mm. that big like I don't know, I don't know what it says like, yeah. it's pretty much straight across the road yeah yeah they're just in there behind them oh I don't think we can go onto that property probably not no. so. <laughs> but I mean you're not meant to kill kangaroos anyway yeah unless they're <laughs> Aboriginal so oh I feel like they're all, it's allowed isn't it no. can't they be culled they can if they're deemed as a pest uh, yeah as a
1: well, I mean, who deems them as a pest? Yes, probably yeah, I don't know. <laughs> in that case, I, I haven't actually. <laughs> I haven't actually done that. <laughs> uh,
0: Well, I mean, there's no evidence of it. Well, we didn't catch anything, so. What's a win?
1: That there's a win for the kangaroos. <laughs> did you try and box them? I did not. The, the funny thing is, though, when we were going out there, because you, like, you know that I've been vegetarian for yeah. like nine months. yeah. So it, it's a very, like. Vegetarians out there hunting kangaroos, why? <laughs> yeah, it's not, very, it's not very consistent, babe. You know?
0: uh, I'm a vegan, but I go hunting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I figured like if we got if we got one, you know that's a pretty special occasion it's oh, a, wait, man. to to eat it for. But you being
0: a vegetarian it isn't about you necessarily wanting to not kill anyone. No, no,
1: no. It's I mean it's a bonus. Like yes. I definitely you know it's definitely I think that the meat industry I think industrial farming was pretty involved and all that kind of stuff but it was more just the way I felt like if I yeah. didn't feel like I was performing at kind of the peak of where I wanted to be then I'd go back to eating but I just felt that that's what worked for me and I don't think that that's a universal thing no like I think this day and age there's a lot of like fake news about it like if you're a vegetarian if you're a vegan you're going to perform at your max like I think it really depends on what you yeah so I think it Probably more like your
0: heritage and stuff like mm. your mini grew up, like, yeah, like was brought up long. Like, if you had good access to meat, you would probably more inclined to have better performance and stuff yeah. like a meat based diet. If you're were more meat scarce and vegetable and fruit and mm. like that type of stuff heavy yeah. in your minimum like with your heritage, you're probably going to perform better fat
1: just genetically. Right? Absolutely, there's been like biological studies about how different bodies react to, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a scientist or whatever, but I've seen like Middle Easterners, for example, have had a massive access to meat yeah. for thousands of years and their body actually breaks it down better than other people. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm not sure about how it works with Pacific Islanders, but like, it's not a massive access to meat.
0: No, you'd
1: probably be better off fish. Like, yeah. Like, um, and being Greek as well would be fish yeah, as well. and like root vegetables. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, we don't eat yams, but we eat pretty similar things to yams, which is called taro. Yeah, yeah. taro is actually
0: really nice. Do yeah,
1: you like it? I've had it a bit I think there's only Balangia I've ever met who's actually like, <laughs> like taro. Most people hate it, it's well, usually pretty quiet too. Growing
0: up in Blacktown, I have a lot of friends that are oh, so like, going to hang out at their place and... You get it. Yeah. You are not really get an option.
1: It's so the barling boys eating suey and taro and oh, man, raw I've fish. I've, I've, I've had a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. where about were you living in Blacktown or which suburb? Um in Quakers Hill. Uh, ah, yeah. Hill. Yeah. And then Dad lives in
0: London, which is like twenty minutes south of Penneth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know just, yeah. It's like you kind of grow up in the same spot, left around the same time, I think. Yeah.
1: I left about 09, half of 2009. How old would you have be? been then? Oh, wow. I think I would have left around 05.
2: Mm. I think
1: about 5 or 6 probably would have yeah, you would been. Yeah, you would have been like year 5 ish?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was,
1: yeah, year you 4 or year 5 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so definitely sharing
0: Yeah, well, like logging was going out there too.
1: Yeah, it's crazy added up. Um, it's quite famous my housemates
0: as well they were both born in winter country yeah. oh true yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is wild i know everyone from western city just, yeah, well, just like get out of here
1: let's get it keema and i've been friends now for like over 10 years and we yeah. only knew we only found out we we're born at the same hospital not that far apart and
0: the pen yeah and the pen. Yeah. yeah we're
1: both born there and we only found that out like maybe two months ago and the only reason we found out was because Keith had been asking me about my birth chart. <laughs> he's, he's going he's yeah. to. <laughs> so I had to ask my mum. Dude,
0: astrology is so weird. This <laughs> is like, you obviously have to find out all the information. But then, it, like, from that, it's also brought around like, oh, you were born in this area. Because this is how me and what, like, looking and I. This is how there. you got yeah. the conversation too. Because yeah. um, I, how, I, I was, like, looking something up to, to show Yvette, um like, what the chart looks like for, like, Lachlan. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. and like, oh, yeah, penance okay it's like i was born in Canada i grew up in
1: yeah
0: so that's that's funny as just it's funny that you found out the
1: same way yeah and because i i messaged mum and i was like hey um what time was i born yeah I, I, <laughs> well, and i had this exact same conversation oh, yeah, it. yeah and she told me and she was like why and i was like, uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it was either like, like people or it was it might have been a girl who was into astrology I can't remember but I ended up like, trying to figure it out and it turns out there's more than just your star sign there's your sun sign and your moon sign and all of the signs
0: all of the signs and there's your chi sign <laughs> <laughs> one of the girls from work has done it on
1: the
0: yeah it is and the yeah. amount of
1: conclusions that they draw about you yeah. from the arbitrary alignment of the stars with the earth yeah it's just I mean, you know, each to their own. Yeah. I think they're just kind of general. I'm open to most things. Yeah. I'm open to most things. Like if more evidence or more whatever came out, I would happily put my hat down and be like, you know what? I was wrong. Yeah. You guys were right. Yeah.
0: I have this thing that I like to think about. I'm I'm always right. (laughs) It's not that I'm saying I'm always right, but when I am wrong, I will be like,
2: I, haven't I have no actual
0: qualms about being wrong. I'd rather be wrong. But wrong. it's just funny because like, I'll just say it to someone randomly <laughs> and then they'll be like random facts just keep coming up and I can like get them right and they're like, this motherfucker is always right. Like I told you, I told you I'm never wrong. <laughs> and then it just becomes like a little in-joke and then yeah, it's a bit of fun that happens. They just hate it so
1: much. (laughs) That's part of me being competitive as well. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That was one of the aspects of my personality that I realised, like, I was super competitive. Yeah. To, like, an unhealthy way. Like, I'd be at school and we'd be playing like touch footy with the girls and I'd just be dropping shoulders like, <laughs> it was like way too competitive yeah and like 12 year old 13 year old me was just way too, <laughs> too, too brutal too brutal too <laughs> much and I had to ease up on that and I think people who probably haven't seen me since I was like 16 or 17 would be quite surprised because yeah. the person I was back then was just a real intense real raw and yeah not realizing not not understanding my being, yeah. Like, and now I've kind of realised it and realised the direction that I want to steer in. It's very I difficult. I was very much the
0: same. Like we were playing sport and pee. I was playing with it. I was playing to take people's souls. I like, was, oh, I, I, <laughs> you and my wife are going to hurt you. <laughs> like,
1: 100%. We're doing a running sprinters. race, I'm winning. I'm 100%. I was exactly the same.
0: Oh, right. I'm a sprinter. Yeah, sweet. We're doing a 10K run. I'm going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you remember doing like, fitness testing in, like, yeah. in the seven? Yeah. yeah, 100%. I, was like, I,
0: I, I went till the last person dropped out and then we did an extra one. Yeah, that
1: would be everything I was doing. My standing jump had to be further than everybody. I want another go no. gripping the straight thing. Yeah. Like. Yes. <laughs> it's like, how many sit-ups can you do? It was all of them. Doing them all how, like.
0: how many can you do? One more than everyone
1: else. <laughs> <laughs> and it was everything. Like even We had a, a dancing assessment. And I got full marks in this dance <laughs> because me and the missus at the time we went online, looked at a bunch of swing videos and all this stuff, and had a little bit of experience dancing. Um, And I was like, we are crushing this. We have to win it. Like, everything (laughs) has to be won. It's not even a competition. I want to win it. And that was the thing. But that's what I realised. I was competing in things that weren't even... Yeah, (laughs) that's (laughs) All right, (laughs) we're going to draw a circle. I'm going to be the best circle I can be. (laughs) People will tell you we used to keep score on general things in life. Who was winning life. (laughs) So we used to be like, you know, we would get points for things that the other person could or couldn't do. So... Uh, his dad taught us how to tie ropes once Like yeah. you know, your, your truck hitches and stuff like that We made it into a competition Like who can do the most tie, tying the most ropes And then it was like He could do Like a standing handstand But I could do a kickflip off the ground And then he <laughs> could do one thing So I had to do the other We were constantly battling each other but that's good because that obviously has progressed you like. In oh, life. the only reason we can do some of those things is because we had that competition <laughs> yes. when we were so young. But we're not. That's not that normal, <laughs> like, is it you, not? You can't like do that with other people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
0: that's where I've gone wrong. I'm so competitive. I make everything. Yeah, you can speak hundred words a minute. I'll speak a hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And so nowadays, I'm just trying to be more content with where I'm at. Because as you get older, you get more, you're interested in way more things. Yeah. And you dear. can't be the best at everything. You can try. You might be able to. <laughs> to, you might be able to.
0: Don't put a limit on me, <laughs>
1: mate. <laughs> but like some of the things I'm trying to, like I've been trying to learn the piano now for a while. Yeah. Like these fingers have been fractured multiple times. The fractured steel in this hand. Yeah. I am not going to be Mozart or like okay. Little Richard anytime soon. But Damn. I got to. So Are you not going to be Elton John? No, as much as I would love to, I don't think that's going to. But that's like taking things at my own pace with yeah, these things. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, a lot of people like need to give themselves a break and some stuff.
0: Yeah, need to chill out a little bit. Right? Yeah. All right. So obviously, your big ass scar in your hand. Yeah. Engineer, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of what happened? Because that uh, that's a pretty hectic story. I remember when I first heard it at at Caleb's birthday, I was like, this, <laughs> "That is wild." Well, um, you know, Mike shoulder. Yeah, like, why not? I mean, yeah. is, you can probably, definitely see it.
1: You can see it? Yeah, you can see it well underneath all the hair. Um, well, I was I was living in London last year, and we went to um, Notting Hill Carnival. And my my mate told me that it's absolutely wild. Like it's like, this is one of the craziest events in the world, and it was. There's like two million people come out over the course of two days, and it's, it's two million two, in two days two million yeah. And it's no, there's no venue. It's just West London just kind of gets these borders set up, and you just party in the city. So imagine that sounds my, sick. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, but it's wild and it's anarchy. If you ever want to see pure anarchy, that's where you go to Notting Hill Carnival for two days. Like, Imagine just looking just out the front, front of your house, house and there's just thousands of people on rooftops. And the way it works is trucks drive by. I can send you some footage actually um, that sick. I've got. Yeah. Um, and there's trucks that drive by playing music and you just dance next to the truck. Yeah. And then when you get sick of it, you stand still until another truck comes and then you follow that truck. And, like, people either open up their houses and you just go into people's houses and you party in them. And obviously they get fucked up. Yeah, or they border them up and people leave for two days. Yeah. Um, but the crazy thing is there's so much violence on that day. People let loose. There's no way to control it. The cops are telling me that there's only two days a year where the cops have to be on. Every cop
0: has to be on, on
1: call. And for that, for, like, all 24 hours of the day. And one of them is Christmas and the other is not and the emergency rooms are there on guard waiting for people to come in.
0: Or every staff.
1: Yeah, every, all the staff, their staff, it's packed. They're all there waiting for people to come in. And like heaps of people. Like they were telling me 39 police officers got injured over the course of two days. Damn. I shared a hospital ward with other people who got Um, who got stabbed so okay so I got stabbed (laughs) yeah Yeah. um and we were leaving so I was there and it was it was wild and I kind of was like this is like I've been in some etch situations before but this one's getting to like number one and I said to the boys like I'm leaving yeah and uh, if you want to stay I can fully understand it's pretty cool but I want to go and this was like 2 or 3 p.m. it wasn't that long into the day and I went to leave and um this there was this kid in the line shoving me, shoving me and shoving me and shoving me and I should have listened to the boys and the boys were like well when you come to this event yeah you got to listen you've got to just keep your head down because there's dangerous people out of this thing and I was like yeah whatever and I was like I'm from Mount Druid and they're like nah, "No <laughs> this ain't people. no this ain't no place like Sydney yet yeah. they're like this is proper dangerous wild men out here and I was like "Oh, I love the English I love
0: that you're so good at the English accent and how they speak so
1: good <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, righto. And, like, I've never been one to sort of back away from it. But I was walking and this kid was having kind of having a go of me. And I was like, what is your problem? And he goes, fuck you, bruv. And I was like, fuck me. Fuck you. (laughs) And I, and I pushed him. And then I was going to walk through the crowd and I turned back and he's screaming out at me. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this guy's problem? So I turn back, I look at him, I'm like, what's your problem? Like and I'm trying to talk to this kid, yeah. throwing him a bit of uh throwing him a bit of shade, and then just someone comes in from the side, punches me in the face, I don't see it coming, shatters my nose, and then kids start running in from everywhere. And I don't know what it was, but like literally every direction. It was like they were waiting to come in. They
0: just wanted they wanted to go somewhere. And I think way. they
1: were, they were clearly waiting to have a go at someone and they wanted the first person who like didn't you just know, step back yeah yeah um and so i'm standing the, the crowd is just like gone crazy at this point i am just and these kids are like 16 17 18 max they can't be that old yeah and i am throwing little kids around like
0: <laughs> ragdolling people
1: like the kid who punched me in the face he got me good he broke my nose can you see like the little scar there Yeah. he just it, it just it,
0: like you can see it's been like smooshed a
1: bit. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know what it
0: looks like. Mine's been, done do
1: And I was dazed and then I just clicked and then I'm throwing kids around. And then before I know it, I, someone punches me in the trap. Yeah. Oh, what a weird place to punch somebody. I chase this kid up the street and um, like long story short, I turn around and um, the whole crowd just disperses and I'm thinking, what's going on here? And I feel, you're him- like wet.
0: You're probably like, fuck. Like a cop, like the riot cops coming. Or- I was
1: thinking I'm about to get arrested or something, <laughs> yeah. and then I felt heaps wet, and I looked down, and I my whole shirt's covered in blood.
0: Yeah,
1: and it was one of my favorite shirts. I got that shirt in <laughs> South Africa. It was one of my favorite shirts. Anyway, it got covered in blood. And I first, I thought it was one of the kids. And I was like, what have I done? So you just
0: wailed on some kids.
1: Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I I knew that I hadn't. But your mind just... Yeah, well, you're like so high on adrenaline. Yeah. And it's just going to these places. And then my friends came over, started freaking out. And then I I realized it was me. They start putting pressure on the word. And one of the scariest things you'll ever hear is... um, like, the police came over, put me on the ground. He's like, everything's going to be fine, everything's going to be fine. And then he calls me and he's like, we're going to need an immediate ambulance. We have an arterial wound. And I was like, did you say artery? And it's my artery. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, 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 mate. He's like, you're going to be fine. You're going yeah. to be absolutely fine. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, but did you say artery? what did you say? say <laughs> yeah. <are> you <laughs> and so I was, I was ended up like, it was a crazy experience um, because like, you get to see things you wouldn't have seen otherwise so yeah. like what they did was they cut all my clothes off yeah. so I'm amongst this festival that has hundreds of thousands of people and I am butt naked bleeding out in front of thousands of them yeah. because they've got to check if you've been stabbed anywhere else because yeah. there's no point in them putting pressure on yeah, this wound you're, you're, out, you're leaking yeah, out yeah, there yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. Um, so I was just sitting there thinking oh god I don't want to die naked in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, like, no. 100,000 people just saying the dick. Exactly. And I was like, can I have the like shirt that you've cut off? And I look like Tarzan. I've got this red, yellow, green striped loincloth <laughs> yeah. covering me while I'm covered in blood and my hair's like. So. But I ended up, like, they ended up taking me back and I got to see what the hospitals were like during carnival and yep. they were just ready to go. And I came in and the like I heard the nurse say, it's the first one. And I like, yeah, yeah, stab wound. And she's like, right, we're ready to go. Huh. And we rolled in and... Um, Australian surgery? Well, well, I went to get an x-ray because I was kind of thinking I'll stitch up the wounds and then I'll be out of there. Yeah. And, and then, party. yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> well, I had tickets to see uh Jimmy Cliff and Ziggy Marley two days later. Oh, I was like,
0: damn, that would have been a sick show to see,
1: yeah, right. And I was adamant I was going to be able to go, yeah. I was like, I'll be fine. Like, when I had this, because I've got like, um, I broke my jaw, so I got steel in the jaw, I got um, broken hands, so I got plates in there. And I was like, I've had surgeries before, you one night and then you're out, yeah. And then I was like, this is going to be the same, I'll be in and I'll be out. And they're like, we found a shard of glass about like two inches long in your between your c4 and c5 vertebrae it's like pretty close to your artery you're gonna have to not move your head i was like what do you mean like just don't move your head because you could sever the artery and die like bleed out internally and i was like cool
0: probably probably gonna are
1: you guys gonna give me a neck brace or something they're like no just don't move your head what about when i sleep and i swear to god what they did was they sticky taped my head to the they're just, they're just like, I swear to God, they've gone around with tape, they've sticky tape my forehead to the bed, and I just sat there. And to put it into perspective as well, like if this happened in Australia, you could imagine, right, I'd be straight in the surgery. Yeah. This is priority number one. You're bleeding from an artery in your neck. Yeah, and I, so I got shanked on the Sunday. They stopped the bleeding and everything. Yeah. Um, I got shanked on the Sunday. And um because it, it didn't end up being an artery didn't have that no. big artery. It just, just it bled so much because the glass went all the way into the spine.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I got shanked like afternoon on Sunday. I didn't get surgery till Tuesday afternoon. It was about 48 hours that I was waiting because so many other people were getting stabs and coming in and they were just a higher priority. Damn. Yeah, so I, like I'd been shanked twice. I had a shard of glass like two inches long in my spine and yeah. I wasn't able to move because I could die like internal mm. bleeding. And they were like, yeah, that's way at the bottom of the list at the moment. We don't have time for this. He can just not move his head, sticky tape into the bed, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And there's just like me, sticky tape with my head to the bed. Not and moving! Days, not being able to move, not knowing when I'm going in for surgery, so I can't eat and I'm starving. I'm in a terrible mood as it is. <laughs> yeah, got, what
0: do you, what do you drink? You don't drink.
1: No, so. nah, I don't drink. So luckily, I don't
0: know, I feel like that was probably. That's probably a good thing. A good thing, right? Because your, your blood will been so thin basically
1: you uh, you urinating out of your neck yeah <laughs> <laughs> <What a plan>. <laughs> <laughs> well that, so there you go that was probably a good thing Probably clone um, faster, a bit too, yeah. but it was yeah yeah so i mean in that experience i'm grateful that it was me and not one of the other people because yeah. it's like it's that control like yeah and you know i think the, those experiences as much as they're not great yeah. They kinda can still be useful if you look at them in a particular light. Because yeah. I realised in those situations like I don't panic. Yeah. And like I almost panicked. I remember really, like my eyes are wide and I, I thought, oh my god, oh my god, I've been stabbed. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And then I was you like kind of clicked over and to be like, all right, this thing calm down. Yeah, and I was like, I need to not panic. What do you have control of? You can't control this, the cops are here, they're gonna take care of it, you can control you. You gotta breathe. Gotta stay calm. Don't pass out. And just focus on those things. Yeah. And then once we get somewhere else, then we'll reevaluate then. Um, so it kind of showed, like in those high pressure situations, you can still kind of be yeah. okay. As long as you're in the moment. Yeah. As long as you're aware. Like, of Trying to think too far in the future, like right? yeah. But at the moment, this is where my job
0: is: breathe.
1: Yeah, and yeah. that's literally what I did. I was like, yeah. okay, my job at the moment is to be useful to like the ambient, like to the first responders yeah. so that if they have questions I can answer them and it's just like and I remember thinking like don't pass out because if you pass out because I didn't know like yeah. he said it's an arterial wound and I'm like okay there's nothing I can do about that if it is stay calm but in my head I'm going I've got like 20-30 minutes to get to the hospital before I die yeah if I pass out I'm definitely not waking wake up and that's what I was thinking I was Like if I pass out not much chance of waking up and like I'd lost a lot of blood so I was kind of like a bit you know drowsy drowsy all drowsy yeah. and I remember thinking oh god it would be nice to pass out right now <laughs> I'll just go for a quick snooze but like that was kind of like a little win that day that, yeah. and I didn't and even though it was inconsequential because it wasn't a, yeah. it wasn't hard anyway but you hear that
0: in that situation what else are you going to be thinking
1: yeah and so but you know you can take like those little like learning experiences from those situations and yeah. you can take that from anything um, but yeah, I ended up being in hospital for like eight days after the surgery. I was honestly thinking, I'll have a surgery Tuesday, I'll be out and I'll be out in time to go see Jimmy Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and I woke up and I, because they had to go through the front um, to go, because there's way too many like nerves and nerves, nerves and, and yeah. stuff running um, on the back of your spine, so they can't go through the back. So they had to go all through the front, so they open up the whole neck.
0: Go in, through the gullet.
1: Yeah, and Just so sure. when I woke up, I was in a...
0: You would have been in a lot of pain.
1: Yeah, I was. It's, I was not. Do you a, take painkillers? No. no. Did you really, this is so against it. Or? I took for when I broke my jaw. I took endone for about a day. Um, I really feel like, and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but I feel like if your body is telling you something, you need to probably listen. To it. You need to listen to it, and there's no point just blocking it.
2: Yeah.
1: For this, I took the painkillers for a couple of days, but you constipated, man. You can't, like, yeah. and it's just yeah. too much. And then you're dealing with a bunch of all the side effects and all these other things. So and and thing. Yeah. So I just, I as soon as I was out of hospital, I kind of stopped. Stopped, stopped yeah. I stopped taking all the. It's pretty things. common, though. It's like a pretty common thing. It's most people that
0: I talk to have something like that. Not so against so that, but yeah. like a, a serious surgery. Yeah. yeah. I, I had it two hours out of hospital. But I feel like, kind of, in your hospital, you're kind of just laying there and you have nothing to do but being yeah. in pain, so
1: like, pain so like yeah kind of hospitals iron. are not a good place to get better
0: no hospitals are not for getting better no you getting
1: fixed and getting out and getting out and you fix yourself later yeah because like the surgeon said to me I said like how long before I can play for you again and he was like oh man you won't be able to play for a year two years blah 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 and I was like no and I told the coach that's not good enough Oh, I was just like that's not. I just know I'm not. I don't have to listen to that. because yeah. most people don't rehab really their injuries, whereas mm. athletes, people who care about their fitness, they do. And I spoke to my coach for the Greek side, yeah, and he said the same thing. He goes, "Don't worry about that." He goes, "You get ready and you get fixed." He goes because he goes sports people are different because we fix our injuries. We don't just go sit on the couch. Yeah, do like one or you, two stretches. Active, or you, like we, we talk about, it, you're actively doing things. Like yeah, you're actively doing. It. And it was a lot of work because I had to play for Greece and that one of our qualifiers eight weeks, seven weeks later. Yeah. So I spent the first four weeks, it must have been eight weeks, Spend spent the first four weeks resting and then four weeks just vigorously just trying to get some strength back in my shoulder and into that whole area. And at the time, there was a little bit of concern because there's still glass in the neck and we didn't know what the repercussions of that would be. you yeah. have to go for a second surgery, but
0: I hadn't followed it up, so I assumed it okay. There's, no, there's been no serious side
1: effects at the moment, yeah, so that's good. Exactly. So I don't know. So did anything happen with the guy that stabbed you? Or? No, I didn't get to keep the shard because it was used as evidence. But I said you're never going to catch the kid. Like yeah. I, I honestly said to the cops, it's like no waste of time. It's like they 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 were out of there. You're never going to get them. How are you going to find out who it was? There was so many No to talk there. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like in that environment, being from where we grew up they're not going to talk. Yeah, yeah. I they would. And, like, there was, like, who were you going to talk to? Like, the people I knew, we didn't know who it was. Like, there were no cameras The kids. That, that was wild. And that was because they were so young. Like, being 15, 16. Like, fighting's one thing, but shanking someone's so... Just
0: for, like... For the, for of the sake it, of it. Yeah. Like, you
1: can imagine, like, that was one of the things I was never angry or, like, resentful or whatever about it. Yeah. Because I just remember thinking... And, like, I do a lot of community work. Like, yeah try to be engaged in community. Like yeah try to give back and especially to like underprivileged um, areas especially civic community um, and I was working as a teacher's aide at the time yeah. it was in that area and you can see the disenfranchisement of the black people in, yeah. in London and you can see for a 15 year old to a 19 year old kid whatever he was to have the ability to shape someone that kid has not had a great and whatever he'd done to me whatever's happened to him psychologically is probably worse so I was not like I wasn't that that angry about it because it was just upsetting that that's what the world was like like if you reached over and you shake me now I would be pissed yeah but that's different like this was like this is a victim of something that's greater than them. yeah and that was why I really didn't have any Any I was lucky to not have any emotional scarring from the situation um I had a, they, you get, like, free counseling if you're like under the age of 30 and you get stabbed. And you get, you're the victim of a violent crime and the well, that's counselor good. came that's in. Yeah, and the counselor I, came in and she was like... I feel like you should get, if you're over 32. I feel like as well, but maybe you do, but this was, like, a youth counselor. Yeah. Right. Um, but she was like, are you having any, like, you know, mental breakdowns or any um, sort of psychological worries? And I was like, nah, I'm a gay okay. wrong place wrong time yeah um, she was like okay well you know I'll come back in a day or two and I'm sure you'll be different and they they checked up on me for about four weeks and after four weeks she goes do you mind if I close your file you really don't f- seem like you need any
0: any help. any
1: help she's like it's very surprising I've never had this happen before but and I was like I just explained it and I was like it's, and I feel like we've grown up yeah seeing boys like that like seeing shit like, like that yeah seeing being the like seeing boys who are the victim of circumstances outside of their control, yeah, um, and it's it's not like it's sad, it's yeah, not, it's not something that makes you angry. No. And just because now I got intertwined with it, because I've always thought it's sad, yeah, and then just because I somehow have managed to be a victim of something, that doesn't change the fact that it's sad, yeah, it's still what it is, yeah, and you. Being upset about it isn't going to fix it. It's yeah. still a sad situation for them. Just, exactly, you've got to be logical about it. Yeah. Just because it's now. And that's one of the things, you can't be egocentric about these situations. Just because it's now affected me, that doesn't change it. And that's yeah. what Quite often that people yeah. change their opinions when something affects them. Yeah. Or you're, like, logically, you, should, you shouldn't think like that. Yeah. Something should be right, or something should be wrong. Not because I'm mixed up and tangled in it. Now. Exactly, it's wrong now. Right? It's wrong, but it was right when it was over there, and it was someone else's problem. Yeah, that's you know you see it with so many things. Like they want to build a new airport. Like, yeah, we really need a new airport, but don't build it next to me. Yeah, you know, like,
0: like build it three suburbs that way. Yeah,
1: build it next to, to Greg. He can yeah. have the airport. Like Greg wants the airport. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want the airport. <laughs> that's not like that's not logical to think like. Yeah. That was how, and that's why. Like, realistically, I haven't had any long term. That's good though. Effects from this, like physically, I managed to rehab it. Yeah, pretty much fine. You've lost
0: feeling, but that's just because a little bit of nerve damage. damage. Yeah, I think nerves go like a centimeter, a like millimeter, some some super small. Yeah, so, like just takes. A
1: bit. I remember you saying this. How slowly they grow back. Yeah, but I can feel the bottom of my ear again. Yeah,
0: I remember that. Oh, yeah, Friday, you were <laughs> like. Guys, 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 <laughs> touch my earlobe, <laughs> and Keith and Chino were like, "What? Feel my earlobe? I can feel that." And I was like,
1: "Oh, okay." It, it is. Maybe do. Maybe a will shave.
0: Yeah, but for like us, like for me and Keith and that, like that doesn't seem like a weird thing to us because we haven't not lost, we have had feeling lost now. Yeah, yeah. But I also understand it from like where I got my collarbone like fixed, mm. but I still have some sensation lost. Mm. And then I like can just never come back. Yeah, yeah. Like I can feel pressure, mm. uh, but I can't. F- there's some spots in my uh, chest that I can't feel people touching. Like if you lightly touch it, I won't know. Yeah. They can
1: press, I feel it, it's weird. Yeah, because I feel I don't really know how it works, but I feel like maybe underneath you can feel the pressure on it. Yeah. So, so just a different receptor fixing up. Cause yeah. Like he. All, and all different like pressure like, and yeah. and receptors and stuff yeah so that's I mean. yeah, yeah well, I mean like if you press against here yeah I'll feel it but if you brush if you it yeah and that's why it's really difficult to shave because you've got you to know, show like yeah you've got kind of really press and well the slice. first couple of times I did kind of slice myself because yeah. I was using the cut throat yeah and I didn't realise like I had not cut myself until it started profusely bleeding <laughs> you look at me mirror, going. <laughs> adding extra scars around the scar <laughs> um but like you get, you get used to it, it's not really like long term. There's been no, no. I've got a story, yeah. And you your traps are even now. And my traps were even because before it just deteriorated. There yeah. was no trap. We were <laughs> talking about our traps the other day with no context in
0: front of you. Yes, and I was like, I agree. You just yeah. thought I was just flexing. Yeah, yeah. That lucky sounder. It's <laughs> kind Like, why is everyone just flexing their tracks uh, I started doing it. I just joined in. I was like, "Oh, this is what we're doing." That's kind <laughs> of what I hang out with. They're
1: like, "You know what? If that's what the boys are doing." <laughs> let's, let's. I'm on board. I'm, <laughs> on board. I'm supporting the boys, hundred uh, uh, percent. <laughs> how how is how's the training going? Oh, the intensity is crazy. I feel like not having had to worry as much about footy this year is like a.
0: More yeah,
1: absolutely. Training with you and Kiev, both beasts in the gym. And I feel like the three of us all have different kind of areas where we drive yeah. in that regard. Like yours is just like the uh you might be able to help me figure out like your speed, your like endurance, all that stuff is miles ahead of Kievill and I. Yeah. And Kivil's got such power. Yeah, so I've got really explosive power. Explosive power, yeah. Keyboard
0: has like. No, it's not. It's not more power, it's not strength. It's kind of like a combination. Mm. It'd be like. There's like a curve you can talk about. It'd probably be more like. Um, strength speed. Yeah. Where it's just like it move stuff fast but like he just moves a lot of heavier stuff. Mm. Like, he can move heavy stuff. It's not necessarily the fastest, but yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, yeah. Especially for his, like,
1: his similar weight to me, but yeah. it's, like, two inches shorter. Yeah. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, I will obviously thrive more in, like, your strength-based stuff yeah. being so much heavier. Um, but it makes for really good training and real yeah. competitive training, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: 100%. 100%. And, like, because I'm doing, like, a lot of running outside of... The outside like like aerobic fitness yeah I bounce back fast than everyone else yeah so everyone's like I'm like that as well <laughs> but then like 3 or 4 minutes later I'm like oh, I'm good to go yeah and you boys are like
1: no I definitely <laughs> notice that like how quickly you can like like yeah. we'll still put in but we're like you yeah know, hitting the wall pretty hard but you know we're, we're training for those 1% situations yeah like,
0: it, it's more we train to get that a little bit better yeah
1: rather, rather than just to train, and there's use in it. Like you know, when I when this happened, the surgeon asked me. He goes, "Do you go to the gym or do you play footy?" And I was like, "Both." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. I did both." He's like, "He goes, are you powerlifter? You play rugby?" I was like, "Yeah, I play rugby." He goes, "You're lucky. Is your neck so thick?" He goes, "Because 19 out of 20 guys would have died. If it was a girl, she's dead. Like, yeah. absolutely gone." And I was like, "Wow!" But having training's actually yeah, having my life. that that thicker
0: neck and, and that bit of more muscle. Just
1: takes a bit extra, which is obviously great for you. Did you see that thing the other day? It was like two days ago that like junkie trying to steal that guy's baby. Did you see that?
0: Oh, I briefly saw it. In <laughs> Melbourne.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Melvin. <Melbourne>. Yeah, <laughs> did you see that?
0: I saw, I saw it real brief, and I was like, I don't want to watch that. But yeah, was- that is something I don't want to watch. <laughs> you don't need to see some bum trying
1: to bum rush someone and steal their baby. It God. was crazy. I only saw, I think, I never watched the news, but I saw it on the news and I was thinking. I think I'd be alright in that situation. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think the old mate would be ragno and you have the baby in one hand, you'd better like, go, go away. Just put
1: the baby down and just take care of the guy. <laughs>
0: like, You just you got the baby like in one hand
1: and you just like squish him. And I was thinking like if three of us in that situation, I reckon we'd be alright. I think we'd be alright. <laughs> give me a baby. You, Probably no. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you can't underestimate junkie strength. Like yeah. see, have you seen like you've seen them in the area. Yeah. Like, they are Crazy. Yeah. But, you know, like the next time we're training in the gym, it'll be like if any junkie tries to rush me, (laughs) like. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck.
0: They just have a little bit better pain tolerance because they're on drugs. 100% they have zero pain tolerance.
1: You have to put them
0: down. You You just
1: put them down and out. (laughs) You see that he thought it was like his kid? So, like, it was... Is that, is that the story? Yeah, the story but is...
0: There's a bunch of bullshit. That
1: he was, like, high oh, ass, yes, and he thought it was his dog. So, apparently... I don't know, his kid had been like taken by his mum. The mum had full class and and he saw what he thought was his kid with another guy while it's high out of his mind. And it's this battle of two dudes who both, <laughs> is, <it's a> kid. <laughs> both of them are fighting for what's righteous Ooh. and just. <laughs> just one's a junkie. <laughs> one's, one's a junkie. Just going, what the hell?
0: <laughs> one's a junkie, half his head, just like,
1: <laughs> wait, are you trying to steal my kid.
0: My kid! <laughs> no, it's my kid. <laughs>
1: That was when I heard that story I was like
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can't make that stuff up
0: oh my god <laughs> 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 Look, that was lucky <laughs> don't junkies like don't care about their kids Is that, isn't that why they're junkies oh, no don't <laughs> not at all. I can't speak from experience I used to
1: work um, care and protection so yeah. I used to work like all the kids that get taken by the state and stuff Yeah. and there are a lot of junkies Mm-hmm. Mainly, it's junkies like stuff like that. But because um, they're negligent, yeah. But they do like they do really care. It's just crazy, like the way that drugs will just change someone's mind. Mm-hmm. Like they love their children. They do like you. They actually yeah, they legitimately do. love. Them. They legitimately love them. They just are so negligent because drugs are like the, the thing that they thing are on actually their mind. Yeah. Like you, you hear them say things, and they just like you can't relate. Yeah. I couldn't. I don't. I couldn't imagine. It'd be like I've, I've spoken with like, a few.
0: i like, like asked for like and <laughs> stuff, <so laughs> and I'm like no, and then they just uh, have a random conversation, and it's just incoherent. Oh, yeah. Like their thought pattern is so wild. they be like, oh, I saw a puppy the other day. Do you have a dairy? And then <laughs> some other random thing. I was walking down the beach,
1: and it, I still haven't said a word yet. I'm like, uh, yeah. don't, no, I don't have a dairy. Mine's are fried. Right. I imagine it's like, you know, like, imagine if you couldn't breathe all day. Yeah. And then like, the only thing you think about is breathing. Or you mm-hmm. haven't eaten in like five yeah. days and you want food. Like, it's just the the top of their priorities. Yeah. It's sad. They're often, like, it's, it's the same, same thing. Yeah. The victims of the cycle. Often. Not yeah. all ones, but often it's the same. Um, and, like, you just, they just get stuck in these systems. And Kids, you can imagine the kids we take end up doing the same things. Yeah. Um, it's but this was a very like we were talking about junkie stealing. Babies. <laughs> now we're talking about like generational trauma <laughs> that's led to like interventionist and paternalistic policies towards children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is how your mind works, though. It's cool. It, yeah, I mean, it like you can start with something super serious and I'll take it somewhere super dumb, or you can start with something super dumb and I'll take it yeah, somewhere. You super started with serious.
0: something dumb and <laughs> yeah.
2: you took
0: it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, that's alright I I don't
0: mind at all Um, so you were talking the other day about uh, the population of Northern Territory with us yeah so we were talking about this and I was about 250,000 people off yeah which I I thought was kind of close but then considering I said 500,000 yeah it's, it's a significant
1: Keeble said like Two million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But right, that's that's definitely It was about two hundred and fifty thousand. Well, the reason I asked because I was spitballing a, a theory that obviously you, you practically you would never work, but I've been looking a lot at like indigenous issues recently. Been, yeah, the issues of like Aboriginal sovereignty because um, there's a lot of like issues in the country and in the community that the indigenous people have a priority for, which our government doesn't, and it's. Recently, Rio Tinto destroyed like these forty seven thousand year old um, rock gorges that were like culturally significant. Um, and uh, so, so I did a bit of yeah, well, I did a bit of research into it, and it was like the Western Australian heritage legislation allowed Rio Tinto to do that. And you can send in an application, and it gets approved, but you can't appeal it unless you're the the oh, yeah, yeah the you're the property holder. So the Indigenous people of couldn't go and say actually no that's a cemetery that's a grave site that's a culturally significant site you Mm. can't blow it up they had no legal recourse and like these stories are so common yeah and it was you know how do we incorporate indigenous sovereignty into our current legal system does it coexist beside ours like indigenous customary law and the things that they find important or like i was like can we just give them the Northern Territories and relocate everybody? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the English out of, like, all the white people it, out of like there. Even, and... whole
0: just northwest of Australia.
1: Yeah, just, like... Uh,
0: you, like, f- f- from, like, Queensland across. <laughs> like, like, where the Northern Territory, just, like, give them that, yeah. that part of WA as well. Because there's nothing we could suggest that would be worse than what they went through. You just start taking a whole generation of people. You just,
1: yeah, uh, what, what, <laughs> yeah you know, what, what year did it finish? It, was, it was like, people? starting
0: like 1905, and, and ending yeah, in like the 60s. So, or even the 70s. The 70s, okay. yeah, it was, it was
1: ridiculous. Like 70 years of stealing people. Jamie, can you get up there? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and it was, so it's ridiculous. And like, you know, they, they arrived, they took the land, they subjected them to all of these that diseases. They, <laughs> like, they're like all the Indigenous people in Tasmania were murdered. There's none yeah. left. There's languages destroyed, cultures gone, yeah. the degradation of an entire people.
2: Yeah.
1: And then, like, let's say we went something extreme and we said, everybody in the Northern Territory who's white has to leave, we're going to relocate you, give you a new house and blah, blah, blah. No, not
0: even give you, you just have to get out.
1: Or even there, yeah. even if we, you have to get out, would that be worse than the stolen generation than then you know the complete destruction of and I'm like I'm not actually suggesting that I'm not saying that's what we do but you know like if they suggested that and they said we're going to relocate everybody and we're going to whatever I would be like you know what
0: I'm okay with it
1: I'm you know I'm open to it (laughs) to give a country that's fully like they can just have their own country that they can if that's what they want yeah I don't know I'm I'm sure
0: that they want some they have it. I think mm. they would probably still go about their thing the way they want to do it. But I think also
1: it's probably somewhat beneficial for them to have contact. With. Mm. Well, they—if you actually look at a lot of the um, the dialogue, which is what I've been looking at, there's yeah. like the Barunga Statement, which was given to Prime Minister Bob Hawke. There was the Aboriginal Provisional Government, which exists now, is like a like a kind of de facto ad hoc government that acknowledges and recognises certain things. Um, they often what they want is just for a coexistence with the government and they yeah. just want to have a say in the things they find important.
0: Like
1: not
0: yeah. hey, don't don't blow up. I feel <laughs> and, which is very fair.
1: And most of what they ask for is very fair. And I, mean, yeah. I think we, we hit back at a lot of things ignorantly, not realizing like we want our land. No yeah and it's, but it's not even like no because yeah no. it's just no I don't want the change or who do you think you are and, yeah you know like it's like the Australia Day debate I don't mind if you want to engage in the discourse but you need to have a reason not yeah. just no yeah. like if you're going to suggest if, if people are going to suggest something and they're going to give you all of these reasons why they think that it's disrespectful to have it on this particular day I'm not saying you can't say no but you can't just be like no. Yeah. No, <laughs> period. Yeah. Just, just full stop, that's it. That's not good enough. Just write
0: like, on a <laughs> no. There you go, that's your reply.
1: Yeah, but the, the things that the Indigenous community has endured yeah. warrants more of an answer than, yeah. than no, I'm not giving the time a day to that people. Yeah. yeah, most of what they're asking for is not that big a deal. It was no. don't walk all over Uluru. It's a culturally significant site to us. Yeah. It was... Yeah, don't blow up things for the for mines. And yeah, was, just because
0: there's minerals
1: under yeah. there doesn't mean that those rock paintings that are
0: forty-seven or fifty thousand years old or whatever it was, yeah. aren't significant aren't to significant us. Aren't significant to us
1: exactly, and that's mainly what it was.
0: So well, it like, like but then if you say we put that the shoe on the other foot, and they have the dynamite and they go blow up Rio Tinto's head office. Mm. Um, Can you imagine? Yeah, but, but it'd be like, obviously, I, I wouldn't say people in there, but like, let's mm. go blow up their head office. Mm. Is that
1: fair? Well, uh, it'd be like, imagine an equally culturally significant thing. It'd be go like...
0: Blow up, go blow up any of the icon... Like a church or something. Yeah. Or like
1: the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. Like, hey, imagine there's, you know, a grave site under the opera house that they want to go see. Yeah. Because that's something that they find culturally yeah. significant, which we don't. Yeah. In the same way that we might find all this coal significant. They right. might not or, yeah. You know Whatever's under there And they're like Hey We're going to blow up The opera house No, no get under Not no even say it Just do it <laughs> No okay. just do it yeah. Oh look We didn't know that It was going <laughs> to you guys Sorry Yeah and, and just Yeah been like Yeah sorry I didn't know that. I got, that
0: was... I got uh, someone Ticked it off
1: In the court in <laughs> Sorry but there's Some stuff under there My mate said That I could do it so... <laughs> yeah, yeah It's like no, Who told you You could do that Oh my mate <laughs> Told me I could do it So you can't arrest me He's though. kind of an authority On these things yeah. It's like Yeah but that's Significant to us Yeah yeah, it like, doesn't matter <laughs> not ever, I got permission from a mate like yeah. um, Bob down the road told me it's good <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, so I found something recently on the Aboriginal Provisional Government website yeah. and you can get uh, like an Aboriginal visa basically so yeah. you, you pay 50 bucks yeah. and like the Aboriginal Provisional Government um, acknowledges your presence here Yeah. so it's kind of like acknowledging that they're the traditional custodians of the land. Yeah. they technically still should be yeah um and you're just kind of acknowledging that you're here, at their like, at their, at their yeah, at their expense, at their suffering. Yeah, you know, like they had a they had a country and it's changed ridiculously. Yeah, and it is what it is now. You're not going to be able to take that back. Yeah. What's happened is happening. You need to move forward in a way that's like reconciliatory for two different people to exist together. Mm. But I just thought that was good, so I like I put a thing in. And I was like, oh, I'll be getting my little are soon to say it. That. <laughs> that's cool yeah and it's like a way to support and it's a way just to take a moral standpoint to be yeah. like i am not necessarily saying i have the answers or i know what to do but you're suffering with balance yeah and i know you know this land was yours yeah and you didn't like this land was we never conquered it was never ceded it was never like it we it literally just moved in and just kind of took it, and I was it's, like, "It's kind of me
0: going next door and go, no, it's my house now.'
1: It is, and <laughs> but you can live in the bathroom. <laughs> no,
0: you can. Like, you can live in in the doghouse. <laughs> exactly. That's and that's yeah. exactly
1: what it was like. You will find, like, if you try to trace it, like, when does a like, when does Australia's sovereignty change from indigenous to colonial? Was it when? Captain Cook arrived does that extinguish the indigenous right to the land or was it when we set up our government or
0: well, apparently just you, you go to any random land and go this is terra firma and it, it yes. it's unclaimed land just <laughs> take it yeah it's t- terra nullius it and now it's, yeah. it's
1: now it's mine um and like that's just you, there's no date that you can actually take a look back it's probably not until like the Mabo decision yeah that you can actually go there's a specific time where we're saying sovereignty's been extinguished. Because like the Marbo decision is massive and more people Eddie Marbo Eddie Marbo's birthday should be a public holiday in my opinion. This is one of the most, if not the most significant person in Australia's history. Yeah. It's the most significant legal case in my opinion. And this guy basically had the entire government recognize that the that indigenous people were not animals, were mm-hmm. not, you know, a part of just The fauna of the country, when they came in, and that it belonged to them, and that they had a native title right. Yeah. But um, if you look at it, if you look at the judgment, the court basically said, "We can't surrender authority because then our authority to surrender the authority doesn't work. Doesn't exist. So it's a paradox. So we are still the sovereign, you know, nation sovereign. Yeah. We we uphold the the word used with like the skeletal structure of the of the legal system. Yeah. And so basically it was kind of replacing Terranelius with, you know, it was an of state and now Australia belongs to, you know, the courts and whatever it is now. Um, and that was, you know, probably when it was formally like, hey, we're in charge and you're not. Yeah. And it's like a kind of a win, but a loss at the same time. Yeah. But I feel like as well, in, in that regard, it's like technically then they
0: can be like, he got lands. So yeah. then everyone would be like, it's my
1: land. <laughs> Well, the subsequent decisions ended up going, um, they ended up going against a lot of To prove like, a link with the land, it has to be an unbroken link and right. it has to be a traditional link, for example. So you have to continue to live the way that you were living since 1788 and it's very difficult to prove that. And a lot of people got forced off their land. Yeah. So how are you supposed to prove a link when you were forced off it?
0: And then your land got destroyed by them.
1: Yeah. Or, like, or it's
0: natural. Stakeholder, yeah,
1: and like you know, like imagine
0: being from the Sydney area, yeah. mm. imagine like what it was like back then to now, like, yeah, you can't be uh, yeah, guys, this
1: is and it's hard to live in the same traditional way. And that was, yeah. you know, if they started wearing shoes and clothes and, um, you know, maybe driving a car or whatever, then it was considered non traditional, and it's their link has been unbroken. So, I mean, it's a map, I like, I think there's not a lot of dialogue about. You know, indigenous people nowadays, which I think in the light of like Black Lives Matter, and yeah. all that kind of stuff, it should be more at the forefront of like Australian politics, but it's not. Yeah. Like, what what is the issue surrounding Australian politics at the moment? I, I have no idea. I right don't right. watch the news. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't. you're generally
0: <laughs> schooling me on some things right now, <laughs> like the whole baby thing.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I was just at like again. Yeah. Conversation and going from something dumb to something serious. Yeah, we can talk about like our training and like footy and stuff, and, <laughs> grassroots rugby league in Greece, and then we're talking about you know <laughs> constitutional issues surrounding the Aboriginal people. But that's what I like. That's why yeah. I like being able to hang. That's why it's easy to hang out with you. It's easy to hang out with Kev. You can have the dumbest conversations. Like if you could be any animal and fight. <laughs> yeah, another animal <laughs> what would it be like like mm-hmm. if you had to fight a bear what animal would you be to fight a bear but you can't be a bear you, yeah. have, to be you have to be something else see something else what would you pick what environment you uh <laughs> see this one it, like let's say we're in the bears we're, we're not in the, in the ocean. for a time. Yeah, because I was gonna say shark. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
0: "Ooh, what if I said shark?" Because then it would have to be in the water. But then if it's out of water, then it's the shark. Can't do I shit.
1: would say we're in the bear's
0: natural habitat. Oh, the bear's natural habitat. Can it be like multiple animals, not the same animal? You're not, a, you're not
1: beast boy. You can't change it. To no, no, way.
0: no. Like, can it be like same pack of wolves? Oh, no. No, just one, one It's one. You're
1: one, one animal. one, on one animal. <laughs> It's one bear. You can't be a thousand jaguars. <laughs> no, I was, was going to be a pack of wolves. That seems like a fair deal.
0: No. Um. All right, what would I mean? What type of bear?
1: Uh, Grizzly bear. Grizzly bear. So Brown bear. Yeah, brown bear. Uh, like, would you go like a crocodile? No. No? I think you'd have to go something like a rhino. Oh, yeah. something that's a bit impenetrable. Like, too. Yeah, 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 bit yeah. tough. Like, yeah, yeah. and then just uh, and then it just rams the shit out of it. What about an elephant? I don't think it'd be mobile. Too slow. I yeah. Think it'd, yeah, too slow. Yeah, or a hippo. A hippo? Yeah. Ooh, a hipo- that hippo dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> or what if hypothetically you went with like a really venomous snake? Ooh. Yeah. Or like a spider or something. Yeah, yeah. Or like a spider. Yeah. Ooh. Why <laughs> to box on these <laughs> things? This is this is interesting. That's what I mean. You go with like a black mamba yeah. and then you get the stealth kill. Yeah. No. Still,
0: yeah. I'm going to go going to go straight. Yeah, I'm going to stick with <laughs> the rhino. Originally, I was thinking maybe like a, um, a gorilla. Oh, so or, or a but gorilla, yeah. I think bears just have too much weight it'd be, a 50 weight. 50 it'd be too much weight like I think a bear's say 1500 pounds and the, yeah a gorilla's like 800 well like I mean that's still very heavy animals but yeah the comparison is well this one. is another
1: one too like what would you rather you had to survive like you imagine you were getting chased by one what would you rather get chased by a bear or a gorilla definitely a
0: gorilla really bears are Grizzly bears can run like forty five miles an hour, thirty five miles an hour, top speed. Gorillas are so scary though. I I I feel like a grizzly (laughs) bear. I don't
1: care which one it is. A scary shit. (sighs) Like at least like I can hide around trees if there's a bear. You can try and like weave through trees and just run around a tree over and over again. Gorilla man, what are you gonna do? You try to climb a tree. You know bears can climb trees, right? Can they? <laughs> Do you want to see videos? Like a, a, g- g- a giant, giant been- brown bear yeah. climbing a tree?
0: Have you not seen videos of them climbing trees? Fuck, this I've is seen this a weird. video of, of a bear, like a baby cub, climb a tree and then the, the brown bear climbs the tree to get, get the club. Oh, this is but so it got to a certain point where the cub was so light, it was at the top and the, bear, the brown bear I feel like I feel like they both
1: kill you in awful way
0: yeah I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, it's a good situation that's
1: like do you want to get shot with a handgun or a rifle <laughs> it's like well because no because a gorilla when a gorilla kills you he's killing you for fun yeah so he'll just break your arm around and stuff you won't die it could take you a long time to die but a bear does a bear go for the kill Cause you know, like a lion doesn't like play around. Yeah, it, it kills you and then Does a bear do that, or does a bear just like eat you while you're alive? I think a bear eats you while I'm alive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be eaten alive. I would probably rather be toyed around till I die. Because <laughs> then I have this opp- opportunity to get away. Where a bear would just like put their paw on and just like eat
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm. That's what. That's but what I don't mean. know if I want to be here and myself getting gutsy. Well, do you? Is it true that you know when you're a kid you hear about if you run down a hill the bear? will fall over. Is that true? Or is that oh, just... I've, the, I've never heard <laughs> the bird, that. they are too small that if you run down a hill, the bear will fall. I feel like that's gross I feel like you're probably using the Because <laughs> they live in the mountains. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, the mountains are just constantly bears falling down a
0: that's Smashing those sort of down <laughs> <four>. <laughs> It's like
1: you're a deer and you see the bear and you just run down the hill and just fall. All prey just, li- just live on hills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just
0: all live at the top. As soon as they see print, <laughs> they run down the hill. It just rolls down past them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was probably not true. <laughs> this is a little white light, so I told you. <laughs> uh, uh.
0: <laughs> Alright, dude, I'm going to wrap it up there um thanks for these <laughs> did we get enough topics in I think we got enough <laughs> topics so I can remember I <laughs> have to listen the whole thing back and then go alright this is what we talked about uh, yeah I don't know what the title's gonna be uh, it's gonna be episode 3 Robert Tuliatu <laughs> is there a subtitle subtitle be like we talked about
1: a lot of things <laughs> animal matchups <laughs> indigenous <laughs> rights <laughs> and uh Care protection war. of children grassroots <laughs> rugby league in
0: Greece
1: <laughs> <laughs> some dumb how to fight a junkie oh, I didn't ask Marco this but I want to ask you this is there
0: anything you want to say to the audience parting words last thoughts
1: Not something done. to ponder on Oh, maybe just sit on a lot of the stuff we spoke about philosophically but uh, would probably give a shout out to uh to the shirt I'm wearing. This is oh, Megan Core. She's an artist from Newcastle. Do you know it? No, I don't. She's a singer. She's up at um, uh, like Byron Bay area nowadays. Yeah, but she's she's getting some stuff up recently. She had a couple tracks come out. Um, Lost in Mayfield, um, no, uh, twenty seventeen Newcastle. Yeah, but I'm homage to the area, so she's really cool. And go check yeah. out Greg, great I'm not making this stuff up
0: I'm some- sorry I'll, I'll put up a photo of you In like Your, your, your jerseys. I'll send you some stuff Yeah I should have wore it should've,
1: should've, Oh no nah, I'm pretty happy yeah, you nah, out I'm, to I'm,
0: I'm happy That you had a shout out
1: Yeah she's She does a live show Every Monday So check out her Instagram She is phenomenal Every person who I've ever said To check out her live show have yep. Thoroughly enjoyed. What's that. her vibes she, Folk Like um, So acoustic, yeah, acoustic vibes. Beautiful voice, very Aussie, very authentic. With like that old school folk in there, it's very um, wholesome. Yeah, for a wholesome Monday, like tune in, she's awesome. Wholesome Mondays, check out me. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. All right, we'll leave it there. Sweet, thank you. That was fun. How long did that go for? Two hours
0: and five minutes. Two hours.